Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. My name is Aiden Mattis. Thanks for stopping by the Lore Lodge official podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Aiden Thornbury. Say hi. Say hi to the boys and girls. Hi, everybody. We have a new webcam. We hope you like it. It was very expensive, and we'd like to thank our sponsors, my parents. Um, <laughs> They've been very helpful with the yes, show thus far. Yes, it's been great um, on, on both sides since I have four of them um, through both financial and material support. Uh, it's kind of the Lend-Lease program of podcasts, if you will. Um <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Lend-Lease is what allowed the Russians to win the Eastern Front. And no, I will not be uh, admitting that the Russians could have won the war without U.S. help, because by the end of the war they were using Shermans. And I, I don't think that they could have beaten Germany without tanks. I don't think most people knew that they were using Shermans. Oh, yeah, they were there's, using Shermans and M1 Garands, and oh my gosh, it was, it was there, wild. There's a lot of things about Soviet Russia people tend to forget. Yeah, like, uh, if you've ever played the first mission of the first Call of Duty game to be on console, which was Call of Duty Finest Hour, mm-hmm. it was meant initially as an expansion series to the original, and then they went, wait, this is much better on console, mm-hmm. and now we have Call of Duty. But uh, the first mission is, it's actually got this great speech at the beginning by one of the uh, commanders of the, the unit you're in, mm-hmm. and they, you get off a boat and onto a dock, and they hand you, they hand the guy in front of you a rifle, and then they hand you a stripper clip of five rounds. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> They're like, pick up a rifle when somebody dies. <laughs> oh, and I was like, there's Lord. no way that's real, so I looked it up. And? It's real. Really? Mm-hmm. Is real? Is real? I don't know where to go with I that. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> I saw the opportunity, but I wasn't sure where it was leading. Are we going into the Templars today? Uh, we're not. We're not. We could. We could. Have um, we on a podcast before? We have not done on a... We haven't done it on a podcast, but we're going to talk about Assassin's Creed, so that okay. actually fits. There we I go. knew that was going somewhere. Yes! Um, but we went anyway, uh, we're going to talk about some of the last stuff we've talked about the last couple weeks on the Friday episodes. If you haven't seen those, check, check them out after the show. Uh, but those were the... Knights Templar and the Bohemian Grove. One of which in popular culture is seen as evil and horrible, and the other of which in popular culture nobody actually knows about, and that's the actually evil and horrible one. You know, the one that... The Bohemian Grove is what people think the Templars are. Yeah, it's when, when people go off about Freemasonry, they should be paying attention to Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the few things Alex Jones has done that I think is genuinely an act of pure journalism. Yeah, that and going on DMT with Joe Rogan. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, it has to be brought up. It just is the way it is. Yeah, it's uh, we got to find that video so we can link people to it. But yeah, if, we really should consider how often know, we reference it. Yeah, if you don't know, Alex Jones went undercover in the Bohemian Grove back in I think two thousand. Oh, does that video still exist anywhere? I think it's two thousand two. It is. Yeah, it's, okay. it's still you can find it. I'll, I'll find it and we'll we'll link it somewhere. But wonderful. Essentially, what happened is you know take all of your preconceived notions and your opinions about Alex Jones out of it, and let's let's focus on the actual evidence that he procured here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, the Bohemian Grove is a 2,700-acre property. It's actually about, I think, 
four times the size of Central Park. Where is it? Out in California in the Redwood Forests. Okay, I was going to say, because there's yep. no way it's on the East Coast and has no. that much land. No. <laughs> and it's out in the Redwood Forest. It's actually got several different camps. If you've ever been to like a Boy Scout camp, it, it's kind of set up like that. There's various campsites all throughout the, the property. And essentially, it is a two-week jubilee in July of every year where the rich and famous, primarily of the political right go to uh, party and drink and essentially live out their their you know old frat house memories, but all in the context of starting off this two-week event with a pagan effigy sacrifice to a giant owl god. Naturally. Who, uh, it is suggested, is, is supposed to be Moloch, uh, the, one of the Canaanite gods of, basically, one, one of the evil gods in the Old Testament who, you know, is, is one of the deities worshipped by the bad guys. Gotcha. Real quick before we continue, I just want to give a reminder to chat. Uh, we will be taking questions in the last half hour of the show, so if you want to stick around for that and ask your questions, feel free. Super chats always get priority, so that way we can actually see them and, you know, go in order. Otherwise, it's just going chronological. However, it, just as a little aside real quick, um, uh, 24KZeus213 just wanted to say in all caps with a couple people asking to make sure that we got this in there, uh, he says, I love, love Assassin's Creed. Please tell Aiden that Zeus loves Assassin's Creed. Okay. So thank you for letting me know. I too love Assassin's yeah, Creed. Yeah. So just, just one of the quite an that, enjoyable series. Yeah. That we are, we are already exciting people by today's Good. topic. That's going to be the second thing we talk about. Yeah, um, so stick around. Yeah. Uh, also, if you do have a question and you can't stay for the whole show, super chat it to us. And of course it'll be up in the recording and you can go find it. Yes. Um, so that, that is also a, little thing to put in there we are we also are going to start getting more consistent about putting this on spotify yes. and if you're listening to this on spotify thank you yes thank you um where was i uh you were just starting into the oh Bohemian yeah group. the the god moloch uh, yes. i'm not going to go into the god moloch because that's a whole whole different thing we're, we're talking about the bohemian group we should do the greek gods at we some sh- point. that's not greek that's canaanite but i know but like we should do the greek fair gods enough um yes. should do like a, a power hour where we just each we each research like, I'll do Norse gods and you do Greek gods. Yes. And then we get hammered and argue with each other about which ones would win in a fight. Yes. I think that sounds like a good idea. Yes. That sounds like a fun time. That would be a fun show. Who would like to see that? I would. I would like to see it. We Superman it. would beat all of them. Just saying. Okay. I made a list. Yeah, he did. It's got data on it. It's an actual list. I made a list. With numbers. It is the nerdiest thing I have ever seen. It took, it took the fun kind of nerdy, which is, you know like comic book and star wars nerdy and mixed it with the statistics kind of nerdy which is the kind that i got a five on the practice exam for the ap stat test and then got a three on the actual exam yeah. and therefore spent an entire year taking a course that didn't help me in college naturally uh yeah i'm a big fan of physics so when it comes to like i look at uh dc superheroes as like the modern you know god myths like with the Greek gods and things like that. Ironically enough, in DC, the Greek gods are characters, which is fun. Um, they're considered the old gods and the DC heroes are considered the new. But because I enjoy physics, I was like, hmm, I'm curious. I want to quantify uh, with not like real hard like data, but just like general data of, you know, what the power levels are. Of Large these arbitrary numbers. Yeah, kind of. Like not necessarily <laughs> arbitrary. Like, like for example, human, human peak is 100. Average human's 50. Human peak is 100. So, uh, Batman's top you may number. I like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. Exactly. So, Batman's top number is 400 with strength, invulnerability, powers, because he doesn't have any of that zero, and speed, and uh, like intelligence, wisdom. He's at the peak a human can be. Um, 
Superman's total is over four trillion. It's over nine thousand. <laughs> yeah. There's only one person higher than him, and if you want to find out, let me know. Anyway, you gotta yeah. do your Thursday video. Exactly, uh, I do. I have to do multiple of them. Anyway, yes. yes. Um, oh my God, I'm getting back. To... <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> they start off so with a, a ritual where they burn an effigy of a child. Yeah. In this big pagan ritual, and I'm not sure if it's supposed to just be play acting or what, mm-hmm. but if you go and you watch the video that Alex Jones got of it, it's he's got a shoulder bag with a camera in it, yeah. and for some reason nobody questioned why Alex Jones was there. Was he like big at the time? Or? This is back in like the early 2000s, so it's before he was looked at as kind of like. It's before he was really. It's known, before he right? was like a conspiracy theorist, like the, the Infowars guy we know today. Yeah. Um. He he wasn't exactly like your typical news reporter back then, but mm-hmm. he was he was less bombastic. Got it. And essentially, what he got was a a footage of the full opening ceremony, and okay. he says, pretty plainly, and this is corroborated by other journalists who have infiltrated the compound, that they burn an effigy of a child to this pagan owl god who is supposed to represent, I guess, wisdom. Yep. And they've got like a high priest and it's a whole a whole play act that they have that they go through. And he said that they like he he at one point said, Oh, this is, you know, this is really cool. This is so interesting. And the guys next to him were like, shut up, this is serious. So like they took it very seriously. Yeah. Uh, which makes you wonder, you know, why are they taking it so seriously? What do they think's going on here? It's a great question. But what makes this so weird is if this was just a, something like, you know, Burning Man, where you just had a bunch of, you know, drugged up EDM fans going out there and, and partying in the desert for three days. Could you imagine, like, Murdoch and, like, like... But that's exactly it. It's all like... those guys doing that? You've got, like, Rupert Murdoch and Jimmy... Uh, no, sorry, not Jimmy Carter. Gerald Ford, I think, was yeah. a member of it. Uh, Reagan, Nixon... Uh, the Scalias. There's mm. like all these big name conservative families that are involved in it, uh, and you know um, some of the guest names include like Clint Eastwood. So it's basically, <sighs> yeah. Damn it. But here's the thing. Here's Not the dirty, thing. Harry. So what it sounds like from what I've been discovering in my research is that it's it's one of those things where like there's a lot of people who go for the first few days, uh-huh. and they've actually pushed the the child effigy burning back a bit <laughs> to like later in the. The whole thing, which I think is sensible. I think that's sensible, honestly. Because that might turn some people off. Yeah, you know, I mean, just in case you're not vibing with the With whole, the child like, burning. Yeah, with the child sacrifice. You can pop out before we get really into the nitty-gritty of things. But yeah. yeah, it's called, like, the cremation of care or something. Like, the effigy is named care. I, I have absolutely <laughs> What's no Obama's idea. What's Obama's last name? I don't... Uh, that's the whole thing with birtherism. We don't know. Care. That's what they were hiding from us, is Obama's last name. Obama's last name is Care. <laughs> His name is Obamacare. <laughs> anyway. What's Cheney's first name? Richard. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah, they moved that back, apparently, because, you know, people like Clint Eastwood were like, yo, this is fun getting to drink with all the homies, but uh, what's with the burning a child? As a sacrifice to the owl god. Um, Why owls, do you think? I think because owls are a symbol of wisdom, and it's supposed to be... What's weird about this is it's called the Bohemian Grove, but it's full of a bunch of conservative figures who are not very bohemian in nature. And the the idea of Bohemia as this place where things were kind of uh, laid back and lots of minstrels and... 
you know, kind of this this liberal idea is kind of something we get from Shakespeare. That's not really what Bohemia was as a medieval kingdom at well, all. But what confuses me, because, like, when did Bohemian Grove start? 1872. Okay. And it so, was like Mark Twain. Yeah, so, and that's what's weird to me. So, okay, Mark Twain, like, makes a little more sense. But... Yeah, like you so, said, like the whole idea of Bohemia is about m- more, much more of a liberal idea. Like when I think of Bohemia, I think of like struggling artists in like France. Exactly, exactly. So, it's so that's kind of how it started. Yeah, was the idea that it was this place that you could go and kind of let loose in this classically mm-hmm. liberal place. Yeah. And then at some point, kind of the Republican Party just sort of bought it that's and so turned weird. it into their their getaway. Yeah. And what it is is basically a two week long party mm-hmm. for rich and powerful people who mostly fall on the political right, but there's there are people who are more in the middle and on the left that go. Yeah. And it seems like there, there's about 3,000 people that go every year. Mm-hmm. And it seems like of the 3,000, not all of them, not even most of them, are into the whole sacrificing a child thing. I would hope not. Thing. Yeah. Um, so you get, like, Clint Eastwood for the first few days, and then by the end of it, you've got, you know, Rupert Murdoch sacrificing a child. Have you seen, wait, have you seen the movie JFK? No. Okay, so there's a part oh, did of... Did I, I told you, right? What? TikTok took down my, uh, my JFK wasn't assassinated video. Yeah, so I made, I made a TikTok where I was jokingly holding, where is it? So it's over there somewhere. Can you... Oh yeah, no, I put it back up there. It's oh, the it's dagger. There? Can you give it to yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here, so this, as you can see, is a very, very fake, well, it's metal, but it's not, it's not sharp. You want to um, demonstrate? Dagger. And I had it held up to my neck like this, but with the, the, the sheath off. Mm. And I was jokingly like saying, somebody asked, you know, didn't you say in one of your videos that uh, the, the CIA killed Kennedy? Mm. And I was like, no, the CIA just does cool spy stuff. They absolutely do not work in favor of the political establishment to quash any and all rebellion, domestic and foreign. Um, and I had like a whole minute-long video of me doing that with other various yeah. sentiments. Mm-hmm. And not only did TikTok take it down, but they took it down before it could even get views. So it wasn't like it got reported. Considering it's a Chinese company, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, it, it didn't even get reported. It was just, boom, removed. And then I appealed it, thinking, you know, oh, this is just an algorithm thing. Yeah. Like, it somehow recognized that this was a knife, and it believed this to be di- something dangerous. Maybe it recognized the term CIA. I'm, exactly. And then I lost the appeal. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... I also uh, made, made a video where I was talking about giant snake mythology, because there's a lot of giant snake mythology. There is... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Quetzalcoatl, and the serpent in the Garden of Eden, and mm. you've got... Um, Native was American ser- stories about giant snakes, and you got Jormungand. Was the and- serpent in Eden but giant? I didn't Not know. necessarily, okay. but it's you, you got you got snakes. Got it. Is my was my point. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And I wasn't even making a point with it. I was just saying it's interesting that we have so many giant snake myths. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if there used to be giant snakes that we just haven't discovered yet because yeah. only a small percentage of things that ever lived are actually fossilized. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, you know, that would be. It's just interesting. And I put pictures up for each one. And one of the pictures I used for the serpent in the Garden of Eden was a Renaissance painting of Eve with the serpent coiled around the tree next to her. Mm-hmm. And because it's a Renaissance painting depicting the Garden of Eden, Eve was obviously naked. Yeah. But TikTok's community guidelines expressly, in no uncertain terms, say that there is an exception to the adult nudity policy mm-hmm. for education and art. 
Which is quite literally what your video falls Both under. Of Both those. of them, yeah. So I had two exceptions to the community guidelines rule. That video got taken down for adult nudity. I appealed it. I lost. And I made a video, you know, discussing this, where I was also, you know, stitching somebody else and being like, oh, by the way, this is fake. Uh, <laughs> doing what I do. Yeah. And I basically was like, it's really cool that on TikTok, you can advertise your uh, OnlyFiends account and your uh, your orange YouTube account, mm -hmm. but I can't talk about this a Renaissance. Painting. I can't. I yeah. cannot use a Renaissance. So you can, and and the TikTok <clears throat> guidelines. I looked into them. Yeah, it's very clear that it's not just nudity. It's also sexual gratification. Mm -hmm. So you've got a lot of content on there that it's technically not nudity, but you've got a lot of content on there that's technically not nudity that is being done by minors. Yeah, exactly. So there's. And there's a lot going on there. And, of course, people are like, you know, oh, stop lumping OnlyFans in with this. Like, whatever. that's not, you know, that's not fair. You're, you just hate sex workers. And I was like, first of all, I don't know if that counts as sex work. Um, I think technically it does. Um, maybe. Um, well, I mean. Which, like, can... also, bold of you to assume that I'm okay with that, too. Um, fair. I'm pretty libertarian. Like, I don't, well, I, do I don't you, really care. Like, would do you, what you consider do, stripping but... sex work? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess it counts, but it, yeah. it, the sentiment definitely had nothing to do with any of my opinions about sex work. Yeah, yeah no, no, I guess it you. was yeah, just yeah. like this is a double standard. Yeah, um, and I also have a problem with the grooming that goes on regarding OnlyFans, where you can, you, you know, you have these seventeen-year-old girls yeah. making jokes about starting OnlyFans when they're eighteen, and then you've got adults on platforms like TikTok mm -hmm. who are like, "Oh yeah, you should totally do it. I'd pay for it." And we're, like, somehow normalizing that. I'm, I, I have a problem with that. You know, I have two younger sisters. Mm -hmm. If somebody said that to one of them, I would hunt them down with a very real version of this. Um, kidding, YouTube. Kidding. Um, I wouldn't use a blade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you don't need anything other than your fists <laughs> on that one. I have an arsenal of weaponry. You've got guns. They're just biological. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, so, point being, I was I was making a point about it, and it's just like the the double standard with social media is incredible. That you can make these videos that are literally just girls standing there, like, you know, wearing skimpy clothes, you know, basically showing off their entire body, and that's something TikTok allows. Mm. And they've got you know these people have millions of followers. They're also in the creator fund. They're making a hell of a lot more than me. Yeah, but Aiden, you can't see their nipples. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but when I'm Talking about something that wasn't even controversial. This wasn't even a conspiracy theory. This was just, mm -hmm. hey, cool snake fact. Um, yep. And TikTok takes it down and accuses me of violating community guidelines. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You know? Um, it's just, it's frustrating. Uh, and, of course, I had all sorts of people in my comments, like, defending it. And I'm like, I'm not doing this right now. Um, I'm, I'm not doing this with you people. Like, <laughs> you're totally missing the point of the video. Yeah. I... Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of how that went. But anyway, back to Bohemian Grove. Back to Bohemian um, Grove. What what I think makes this this whole thing so weird is the level of secrecy that is allowed for people who are in government. You know, this is this is the kind of thing where if you go back and you look at their the speeches that are given, mm -hmm. they they don't have the contents of the speech, but they do have the speaker and the title. And you have speakers who are very clearly in positions of power, and then titles that imply things that then happened. Yep. One of which was like, I think in 1997, they had a, a talk on whether or not terrorists would blow up the Twin Towers. And what year was that? 97. 
Well, that was that was the year after the. Um, it was. It was. Yeah. But the point is, it's like that's weird. Uh, and, and it's not just that one. There's other ones. Uh, like they basically declared Richard Nixon was going to be president before he won, um, and then he won. And you've got all these former presidents that were involved: the Bushes, the Reagans, the Clintons. Uh, not the Clintons. Sorry, the Bushes, the Reagans, the Fords, um, the Nixons. Like all these different families who were in power. And that's, it's just like, how, how is there not some investigation there? Like, how many, how many rich, powerful, literal politicians, elected officials, do you have to have in one place involved in something before the government's like, you know what? We should look into this. We should make sure this is all cool. Mm-hmm. Also, their finances are weirdly consistent. They have the same amount of revenue every year, and they have the same amount in their endowment every year when they file their taxes. Naturally. Which, you, you, that, that doesn't happen. You've got to play around with your numbers a little bit. You know, and there, there are ways that people play around with their numbers. PETA plays around with their numbers in an insane way. And the, the weird thing about PETA is they're people for the ethical treatment of animals, but they euthanize more animals every year than anyone else. Mm. Um, yes, this is a PETA hate channel now. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, about time. I, PETA confuses the hell out of me. I think there, there's got to be a conspiracy theory there. Because... Probably. Nothing they do encourages the ethical treatment of animals. All they do is, like, sue small roadside farms with, like, you know, petting zoos. Yeah. And pick on people who own exotic animals, get those exotic animals taken out of their enclosures where they're kept and fed well and treated well, and they put them into larger sanctuaries where they end up starving to death. And, you know, it's just... It's got to be some sort of money laundering operation, because even when they get money they don't spend it on shelters they don't spend it on adoption events they go and they spend it on freezers for corpses for animal corpses yeah it's it's weird like they spend more on euthanasia than they do on adoption events well naturally well wait a second yeah there's no they seized they they also there's videos of from people's like ring cameras and stuff yeah of PETA activists stealing family pets out of front yards they got, they got sued because they uh, kidnapped a family's chihuahua and euthanized it. And there's a five-day grace period um, where if you take an animal for the purpose of saying, you know, it's in an improper enclosure, it's human right, or animal rights abuses, you have to wait five days for the family to basically file a claim in court. And they euthanized the chihuahua almost immediately. And then the family sued them for it. Uh, and the family ended up winning because Peter decided to settle because they obviously were in the wrong. Yeah. And it's just, like, th- there's got to be some sort of money laundering going on there. Oh, it just doesn't even make sense why they would do that. No, it doesn't. They also believe that owning animals, like, as pets is unethical, which I don't know what we would do with the world's population of dogs if we made pets illegal. So that's why I'm like, there's got to be some sort of conspiracy going on here. Like, in a very real sense. I talk about a lot of kind of out there conspiracy theories, but like, that one's kind of out in the open and obvious. I think Archie's pretty happy to be with you. Exactly. Like, if if PETA came and stole my dog, uh, I would make John Wick look like a fairy tale. (laughs) Um, Watch that again last night. Great movie. Oh, it's a great movie. So good. 
Um, totally, I like the second one a little Probably more. the most relatable action movie I've ever seen. Because if, <laughs> if somebody killed my dog and stole my car, yeah. I, I think I would probably do exactly what he did. Um, <laughs> I, I have no problem with any of his actions. They were all completely moral. Yeah. There was not a single immoral action in that movie he did, by I John Wick. I can't remember, and I guess this might be a spoiler, so you, if you don't want to answer it uh, in terms of spoiling for other people, mm-hmm. feel free to not to. I don't remember. Does the dog... Does he get the dog back? No, the dog dies. Immediately. Like... That, that's the whole premise of the film. Oh, that's right. The they killed the dog. I thought they took yeah, the dog. No, that's the, the whole right. premise of the film is that they kill his dog. And there's, right. there's a very open line where one of the other characters is like, you know, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. And then the guy's like, <laughs> Like, he, he knows what's coming. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> God, I mean, don't steal a man's, again. what is it? I think it's like a 69 Mustang. They steal his 69 Mustang and kill his dog. And it's like a full custom yeah. Mustang. Yeah. And it's just... That's within the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. So I'm not spoiling anything. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, come on, guys. It's been out yeah. for five years. Um, longer than that. Is it really? I think so, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Let me look it up. Oh, we're old. There, um, I think that was, like, 2013. Really? I think so. Ugh. But, yeah, so, you know, point being, um, don't donate to PETA. Oh, Chapter 4 is coming out next year. Yeah. Do not donate to PETA. PETA's yeah. bad. 2014 for the original John Wick. Damn. Chapter 2 was 2017. Chapter 3 was 2019. That's wild. I am... Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> um, for those of you watching who are younger than Aiden and I, uh, wait till you're in your mid-20s because everything starts to hurt, both emotionally and physically. Yeah, you would think that it would wait, like... You'd think it would be until your like late thirties that things started no, happening, no. but no, like my back hurts right now. My back hurts really bad right now. <laughs> um, my back hurts. It's I don't even get like a moment when I wake up. I wake up and it's immediate pain. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how bad it's going to be when we're like sixty. Bold of you to assume I'll make it to sixty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Let's be real here. I think. <laughs> the amount of jokes you say about like things like that, I think it'll be ironically the fact that you'll end up living longer than any of us. <laughs> I just, I like the potential irony of that. Gonna, gonna go on a John Wick spree and die. I'm gonna slit her pretty little throat with a Chevy Tahoe. <laughs> Remind me where that came from. I'm glad you brought it back because it was months ago that that disappeared. Months... Where did it come from? I'll tell you after the show. I can't say it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. It's just kind of like... No, I get it. Rather personal. Um, Maybe... It involves... It's a joke about... Uh, some people we're familiar with. Um, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> moving on Premium with, content. Assassin's Creed. Yes. What time is it, by the way? Uh, 7.32. Okay, cool. Uh, so, people have been asking about uh, the Templars from Assassin's Creed on, on TikTok a lot. And I just kind of wanted to go, go into that. So, for those of you who don't have... Here's a quick background on the Templars. In 1119, a guy named Hugh de Payenne, who was a crusader formed a military order with himself and eight other knights. They swore themselves to poverty, chastity, no land ownership. Uh, you know, just everything they had was to go to the Knights Templar, the Knights of the Temple of Solomon. They originally called themselves the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ, and their uh, emblem was two knights on one horse to, to symbolize that they were poor, essentially. Uh. Um, and the whole point was to... So the modern equivalent would essentially be like a car with like eight people in it. Yeah, clown car. Um... <laughs> 
So the the idea was that he and these other eight knights would mm. form a brotherhood that would protect pilgrims on the road to Jerusalem and also base themselves out of and protect the Temple of Solomon, which is where, at one point, the Ark of the Covenant was supposedly held. The Temple of Solomon has a lot of significance to both Jew- Jews and Christians, as well as Muslims, and furthermore, even to groups as modern as the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. So We should do a video on the Ark as well. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the Temple of Solomon is like a big, big thing. It's been destroyed twice. It housed the Ark of the Covenant. It's important to three major world religions. It's it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Templars formed to protect it and protect pilgrims on the road to that temple, to yeah. Jerusalem. And they were ordained by the Pope as a military order, and they were actually, the I think, the second major military order after the Hospitallers, who were in 1099, mm-hmm. after the end of the First Crusade. And the Hospitallers focused, as their name would imply, more on medicine. They were essentially doctor knights, whereas the Templars were monk knights. They were both, I mean, both orders were monks, but they were also knights. So the Templars grew fairly rapidly, because if you were the... In medieval Europe, a lot of the time, a second son or a third son would not inherit land. So they would, rather than just kind of ending up poor... They would do one of two things. They would either join the military and try and win wealth for themselves, mm-hmm. or they would join the clergy and commit their life to basically God, but they would often be placed as a, a higher-up clergyman, like a bishop or a cardinal, mm-hmm. and hope that they might one day become pope or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was another way for them to achieve wealth and power without being the first son in their family. So a lot of people looked at it and went, well, I could be a bishop or I could go fight Saracens and they chose to fight Saracens because let's be honest which of those is more badass it's fighting Saracens although bishops did lead armies to war which is like one of the most insane bits of history nobody talks about that's wild you would have bishops and archbishops that would be dressed in full medieval combat regalias most you know so chainmail sometimes plate armor and then they would have the bishop hat as part of their helmet um, that's why they're involved in the game of chess. Oh, that's cool. The reason you have bishops in chess is because they were actually present on the battlefield as generals. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, people don't know that. It's like... Oh, I cool... want to see that in a movie. Medieval I'll, I'll put history movie. is so cool. It's wild. Like, and if you watch uh, Kingdom of Heaven, there's mm-hmm. scenes where you can see that, where it's depicted. If you okay. watch uh, Vikings, they've got warrior bishops. Uh, the Last Kingdom has warrior monks and things like that. So cool. it's, it's, it's something that if you watch medieval-themed things, there's a lot of references to it it's just people don't really think about it yeah that makes sense yeah yeah it's just it's kind of counterintuitive you think bishop you think like you know some dude in a robe who has a questionable history with children um not you know guy leading armies into war what a shame bishops used to be so much cooler man yeah what happened dude the catholics were so much cooler in like the 1100s well, I mean, it, it tends to be, yeah. you know, it tends to be easier to be cooler when you've got, like, unlimited power. Yeah, imagine imagine you're, like, a some, you know, Polish pagan in 1136, and a bunch of guys in white tabards with red crosses on them appear on the battlefield, and they're led by a wizard. Like, <laughs> it'd be the scariest thing. Yeah. But, yeah, uh... Yeah, medieval history is. I'm so excited for the Tuesday show. Yeah, um, because that's. I'm just gonna nerd out about medieval history. Yes. Um, for everyone who's interested in that, it's gonna be pretty much everything from the fall of Rome up through the fall of Constantinople, 
and I'm going to cover as much as I can every week. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, Tuesdays will be his uh, Medieval Tuesdays. Thursdays will be Thornberry Thursdays, where I yes. get to just nerd out about whatever I want to nerd exactly. about. Exactly. So, and also probably do like Lord of the Rings lore and stuff like that. Yeah. Anything that has to do with knights, I'll probably splatter in. I will somehow work Star Wars into it. I knew that was coming. Um, also, the uh, the the Jedi knights in Star Wars are very much structured the same way as the Templars. Um, really? Yes, with having a an apprentice and then a knight and then a master. And you could look at the younglings as pages, like okay. page, squire, ma- uh, knight, master. Got it. So that was kind of like the same way that the Templars were structured. So what was it? So what was like the full title of a master knight? Uh, you didn't have that many masters. Um, it would usually just be a, a knight, but you did okay. have people in the order who were like grandmaster or master of the temple or things like that. Got it. Okay. And that's kind of where a lot of people draw parallels between the Templars and the Freemasons. That they're okay. like, hang on, a lot of these terms are very much the same. Got it. Uh, and then there's the Knights of Columbus, which are, you know, actually call themselves knights. So a little different. A little bit. But, yeah, so the, the Templars themselves, that's their history. And they, they lasted from 1119 to about 1314. Mm-hmm. And in 1314, they were the, uh, the victims of a purge by the French king who, in order to essentially take all of their money, because he was broke... Accused them of all sorts of heresies. Uh, Jacques de Molay, the Grand Master of the Templar, and you know confessed to these heresies, which included uh, sodomy, idolatry, Luciferianism, like all these horrible, horrible. In terms of like, if you were mm-hmm. a Catholic, basically they threw the book at him. Yeah, and he confessed to it under the the auspices that the rest of the Templar order would be spared, mm-hmm. and instead they. Basically, we're like, all right, now that he admitted it, we can burn all of them at the stake. And then he went, wait, I only said that so you wouldn't burn all of them at the stake. So he recanted his confession before he died, and then he, he ne- after that, he, he held fast that they never did any of those things until yep. his death. Another fun thing about the Templars, they invented checking accounts. Um, so if you have ever taken a check to a bank, you can thank Catholicism. Why? Because <laughs> Why the that Templars way? were a Catholic order. Interesting. They uh, Basically what they did was they had Templar chapter houses, mm. and these were essentially fortresses that stored money. Because when the Templars went back to Europe, after the fall of Acre in 1290, or 1291, mm. even before that, they would bring money with them back to Europe to recruit and stuff. Yeah. Because a lot of the time they would pay for the armor of new knights. Um, and, and sergeants, and there were, of course, multiple different layers. You had Templars who were just infantrymen, who were sergeants, who weren't fully pledged brothers of the order, but they mm-hmm. were soldiers who fought for the Templars. And then you had the actual knights, and then you had monks, and it was a whole big thing by the time it fell. Uh, they were also mortal enemies with the Hospitallers for most of their existence. They hated each other until the Siege of Acre when they actually fought together. It's a really wholesome story where everyone dies in the end. We love those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the fall of Ockers is rough. They basically made an agreement with the Saracen army outside the gates that they would surrender and in turn the city would be spared. And as soon as the gates were opened, the Saracens rushed in and started killing everybody. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's not a great story. Um, and arguably the only reason that we have that version of it, the, the Saracen version is different. Um, but the European version is that's what happened. And... It's it's pretty rough. It there there are some pretty atrocious things that are said to have happened. You you can't take it at face value because of course, it may have been um, a lot of propaganda, 
but there are some accounts of some pretty pretty rough stuff happening. And yes, yeah, so they went back to Europe, and about 25 years later, they were all burned at stake, except oh. for those who escaped France. So Interesting. There, and at that point, there's all sorts of things that pop up. There's the idea that they went to England and headed up to up near Scotland and kind of laid low for a few hundred years, and then the Freemasons sprouted out of that. That's one one theory for that. Um, there's also the theory that they came to the United States before it was the United States and stashed all their treasure here and then melted into the local native populations. Um, and that's what the plot line of national treasure is, essentially. And then there's the idea that they melded into other crusading orders, which probably did happen. You probably did have Templars who became Hospitallers and Teutonic Knights. And because it really was only the Templars that were the focus. Because they weren't they didn't really care about the average Templar knight. What they cared about was the money and power the order held. Got it. So where do we get with that today? Well, today we have the Assassin's Creed series, which paints the Templars as the bad guys who want to establish this new world order. And you know, it's a fun plot line, it's a fun storyline, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the Templars themselves. Mm-hmm. But the Assassin's Creed mythology goes a lot deeper, and then you've got, uh, I, God, what are they called in the newer games? Because they kind of ran out of the Templar storyline. And they were like, because we, they started making games that took place before. Got it. I Crusades. honestly haven't played since Black yeah, Flag. They, so. they started making games that took place before the Crusades. Got it. Uh, like Valhalla um, mm. has, uh, has Assassins and Templars who go by other names. And the assassins are the good guys, the Templars are the bad guys. They're both based off of real things. The the Order of the Hashashin, which was a very similar order to the Templars. That just, sounds like a fun name to say. Yeah, just on the other, just on the Islamic side. Mm. Um, they were also, you know, very educated, very, they were gentlemen. Like, they would have been point for point, aside from fighting style, very much the same as Templar knights. Just okay. on the other side of the religious divide. And so Assassin's Creed kind of took that real historical concept and created this fascinating story based off of it. And I think it's interesting if you uh, look at... Can they see my Bible? Yes. So if you look at, point out the, the square and compass, curve it. Make it round. Make the compass round. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Some interesting symbolism there. Yeah. Um, if you take the Masonic square and compass and you round the bottom, you get something that is very similar to the assassin symbol from Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if there was meaning to that or if it's just a coincidence, but I think it's very interesting to look at nonetheless. I'm sure my guess is that they, they looked at the Freemasons. They, they literally could have just looked at the symbol and said, that's cool, let's do that. Yep, <laughs> it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a fun little thing to kind of notice the, the similarities there. Oh, and there's no a doubt. lot of Masonic symbols in Assassin's Creed. Oh, really? It's usually changed a bit to not mm. be obviously Freemasonry, but it's a lot of Masonic symbolism. Which um, is ironic that they're yeah. modeling the Assassins off the Masons, mm-hmm. and yet the Templars exist yeah. as villains, even though... Yeah, and there's a lot of, uh, like, the we, we work in the dark to serve the light. Mm-hmm. That, that, the, that Assassin's mantra. Yeah. Very similar to a lot of, like, the, o- the open knowledge about Freemasonry. You know, mm. the idea that it's all about you know, enlightenment and mm-hmm. finding finding the light and all of that. It, it's just very interesting how much how much of the assassin's iconography and imagery mm-hmm. and symbolism goes hand in hand with Freemasonry. I it bet makes me wonder. It makes team. me wonder if there were Masons on the dev team or the Most story likely. team. There have to have been when yeah. you look at it, um, which makes me wonder why they chose the Templars as the bad guys. But I, I you know, I'm not in their heads. <laughs> um, I mean, I probably would have done the same thing. 
looking at it, it, it creates a very fascinating story. Yeah. But the other the part I find most fascinating about Assassin's Creed is the other part it goes into. If you play all of Assassin's Creed 2 and you actually pay attention to the side quests mm -hmm. and finding all of the different artifacts and pieces, it eventually gives you this like 20-second long clip mm -hmm. that shows the escape of Adam and Eve from essentially being a slave race created by a precursor civilization mm -hmm. in order to you know work for them. And they escape out into the world and create humanity from there. Hmm. And this would all be antediluvian. Um, and that is? Before the Flood. Got it. Antediluvian means pre-Flood. Got it. Um, so, I, I don't know. It's just... It's very interesting, isn't it? It is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the, there's, in Assassin's Creed, that, that kind of subplot you have all throughout it is the precursor civilization. That's what it's referred to. And it's very much kind of like you, you get the Plato's Atlantis vibe. It's kind of, kind of like Greco-Roman looking, and they're they look very much like they're supposed to be some sort of like Greek-based civilization. Yeah. And obviously, if you look into the actual history and theory behind Atlantis and a Pleistocene civilization like that, would they have looked like modern Greeks? Probably not. But you know, they had to pick something for the purpose of storytelling and that's what they went with and i think that's interesting yeah um also basically everyone in the mediterranean was greek at one point um in terms of uh you know the the colonization efforts and i obviously that's a generalization and exaggeration but there were there were greeks and greek inspired cultures all over the place mm -hmm. so i mean greek culture is one of the most insanely influential and longest lasting uh, cultural influences in history. It's yep. absolutely wild how much we have today that is Greek um, that has survived 2,500 years. You know, it's... Because everything Rome did, R Rome was... As much as they hated the Greeks, in a lot of senses, they also looked up to the Greeks. Mm. So, you know, all their architecture, their gods, their, you know, in some cases, their language even was very... Greek inspired. So in Rome, you know, obviously Alexander conquered the East and then Rome conquered everything. And then to this day, our architecture in our own capital of the United States is Greek inspired. Mm -hmm. So it's just an insane amount of influence that this culture had on the world as a whole long after they died out. Yep. But this takes us to our final point. Which is, I made archaeology TikTok very angry. Oh God, what did you do? Uh, I talked about Atlantis. Mm -hmm. And the thing about archaeology TikTok, uh, and I don't think all archaeologists are like this and anthropologists, but they take themselves very seriously. Which is ironic, because it's TikTok. And so, uh, basically what happened was, I made my videos about Atlantis, wherein it's TikTok, so of course I gotta come out with a certain, there's gotta be a certain attitude to it, and you know, you gotta speak in a certain way. You gotta do what's gonna get the most views and all that because that's how TikTok works. And if I just made videos where I droned on about history, mm -hmm. nobody would find that interesting and then I would not have a following and then I couldn't slip little bits of actual history into what I do. <laughs> yes. Which is kind of what I've started doing is I talk about folklore and all this stuff and I believe in some of it and I believe in, don't believe in some of it and I try to keep it pretty nebulous mm -hmm. so that it's still interesting and nobody thinks I'm just openly debunking things. And I, The only time I ever issue something that I'm like hey, this is fact, is mm -hmm. when I'm correcting somebody getting folklore wrong. Yeah. So, because I want to make sure that if we're telling stories, 
regardless of whether or not I believe they're true, I want to make sure that we're telling stories that are faithful to the actual folklore. Yes. And that doesn't matter if it's Celtic, Norse, Native American. It, it doesn't matter what it is what I'm talking about. Mm. I try to make sure that we're respecting whatever the actual lore is. Yeah. Um, but I also try not to make it obvious what I what I think is true and what mm. I don't think is true. Yeah, because we want to leave it up yeah. to the audience whether I, you decide whether you believe it or don't believe it because, the, you know, there's there are valid arguments either way. Exactly. We tr I try and present an argument to let people do their own research. And I've always been very clear that, you know, I'm not the end-all be-all. I am not, you know, the Stephen Hawking of folklore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I... Science-y TikTok can get very not fun. Mm -hmm. And they're basically like, oh, this is pseudoscience and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it was this one guy specifically who kept getting tagged in my stuff. Uh, don't harass him. This Seriously. is not sarcastic. This is 100% serious. Do not go harass him. Because you already did. And then he played the victim. <laughs> you already did. How dare you. Yeah. Like, I, I, I appreciate the... Enthusiasm. The loyalty and the yeah. enthusiasm of my audience, <laughs> but I didn't want—I didn't want him to get reported or have content bans or anything. I, yeah. I didn't want that because he's—he's allowed to dislike what I have to say, you know. Yes. Um, People are allowed to be wrong. The the, <laughs> the the key is that we get to hear them be mm -hmm. wrong, and then we all become exactly. educated enough to know when someone is and isn't wrong. So that way, if someone is wrong. And they're being argued with or debated with, and they're being presented facts, and they're not adjusting their opinions or their beliefs or their argument, then they're digging their own grave. Exactly. It's, you know, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Yes. So, basically, he... I took that approach. Mm -hmm. I... He, he made... Th so, it was Archaea Wolf is the guy's account. Don't do it. I'm serious. I'm, I'm dead serious. If you're going to go to the profile... Go to see what is being said and learn why it is or isn't correct. Yes. And that's exactly what frustrated me about it. Mm. Not once did he refute a single thing I said. It was, this guy's a pseudoscientist. I invited him on the show, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Before any of this. Yeah. You know, he kept getting tagged in my stuff. And I was like, I am happy to have him on the show. If, you, if he disagrees with me, he is mm. welcome to come on. We will interview him. We will have a calm, civil discussion. You know, I would love to hear what he has to say. And if I'm wrong, I will change my mind. Mm -hmm. Because that's, you know, what I what I learned to do in yeah. college. Um, I also took archaeology and anthropology courses. I didn't get a major in it, but I I did take the classes. Like, I, I have more than a cursory knowledge here. Yes. Real um, quick, uh, just getting a couple... Um a couple super chats, and this is reminding me we're about 10 minutes out from the question portion of the, of the show. Uh, so as a reminder, the uh, super chats do get priority. We will answer those first, and then after that, everything will go in chronological yes. order. So if you have questions, start sending them in now. If you really want them answered, best way to get them answered is through super chats. Anyway, exactly. back to yeah. Archaea Wolf. So, so I, those were my comments. I was like, I am happy to have the discussion with him. I'm interested in what he would have to say, all of that. And this was, of course, after I talked about Atlantis and the Younger Dryas. And, of course, what I said was the Younger Dryas was a glacial melting period. Technically, it was also a glacial maximum at the beginning. Mm. And then by the end of it, we were at a glacial minimum. Mm. So, clearly, there was a melting in there. And I said, we, a lot of scientists believe, geologists believe this to be because of a comet impact in Greenland. And broke down the whole thing. I have 
videos on this, you're welcome to go look at them. Um, you know, they're all over my TikTok and all over this YouTube page. Like, there's, they're everywhere. But basically, the idea is Ice Age. Mm. And I'm suggesting that during the Ice Age, towards the end of it, there was a advanced civilization, which when I, when I say advanced, I don't mean, you know, like, spacefaring. Mm. I mean... Mayans, Egyptians. Yep. Like, Advanced for the time period. Yeah, like at, at least capable of constructing the things the Greeks were constructing mm-hmm. in the Bronze Age. Now I'm talking about like a, a essentially a Bronze Age civilization. Okay. And I said, I suggested that this would have existed during the Pleistocene period, which was the Ice Age. Um, and then that, and that's the Pleistocene is essentially the era of large mammals. Mm. If If you need a sort of a, a simple way to look at it. Mm-hmm. It is the the time when it was very cold and the animals were very large. It is also the period during which humans seem to have reached our full our 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 potential as you know, to become what we became mm-hmm. is like towards the end of the ice age. And my suggestion was there was a somewhat somewhat advanced civilization towards the end of it and then that was wiped out by the glacial melting of the younger dryas period and that some of them survived, and that they're the people who constructed things like Gebekli Tepe and the Sphinx, mm. and that the reason that we have, you know, large, seemingly man-made buildings 500 feet underwater in the Caribbean and the Mediterranean mm. is because that used to not be where the water was. That used to be land. It's twice now. I was going to say, I'm waiting for the third time. And that it flooded. I don't think that's a particularly unreasonable thing to suggest given the evidence i would like to see the archaeological community's explanation for pyramids underwater like you're you're academics guys you're 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 the one saying i'm a pseudoscientist and you're the real scientist you Mm -hmm. know yeah do the science yeah like i'm not saying i know why there's pyramids underwater i'm a historian saying hmm there's pyramids underwater Mm. And the water level used to be lower. Maybe there were people living lower because the water was not de- up there. But Aiden, doesn't it just make more sense that they just like held their breath? Yes, we, we had ancient. It wasn't ancient aliens. It was ancient scuba. <laughs> um, they just had really long bamboo pieces <laughs> and they strung them together. What, what self-contained underwater breathing aliens? Scuba. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so but oh, my point dude. is, like, I'm basically taking it and looking at it and going, all right, here's a possible narrative for what happened. Yep. We had a somewhat advanced civilization. The glaciers rose, and it forced them to essentially restart. Mm. And I, you know, think about if a comet struck Greenland now, what it would do to humanity. <laughs> not good things. A yeah. lot of not good things. If, if So the idea is... That, over the course of that 1,600-year period during the Younger Dryas, 1,400, 1,200-1,200? 1,200-year period during the Younger Dryas, mm-hmm. the, the sea levels are supposed to have risen about 100 to 120 meters Okay. over that millennium. Which is what, like... Uh, 500, 600 feet. Yeah. Um, which is, of course, where we're finding these, these pyramids and these structures mm-hmm. and these roads underwater... That we just couldn't see until recently because we didn't have the technology to find them. Back in yep. the 70s, we 
we weren't looking down there. That's also, just to give some context on 500 to 600 feet of sea level, like... That would are, sink Manhattan. That would sink not only Manhattan, we're at roughly 600 feet above sea level, and we are like two hours in from the Atlantic Ocean. Florida would be gone. Yes. The entire state of Florida would be gone. The entire eastern seaboard of the U.S. Yep. California would become a, a sprinkling of... It would be an archipelago. Yep. Archipelago. Uh, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Beijing, Taiwan, all of it would be sunk. Yep. Basically every major city in the world. Yep. Would Most of New Jersey would be gone. Rome. Yep. London. Um, you know, Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every major city in the world. So, so let's put that into context. Imagine at a period Abu of time. Dhabi. Yeah. Imagine a period of time where after the waters had dropped, the mm -hmm. water levels had dropped, or actually, like, it would essentially be before the Younger Dryas when the yes. water levels water were lower. Level lower. So imagine this normal time was then, and then the water levels very quickly rise. All of the, I mean, all, there's a lot more cities yeah. now than there were then. Of course they're going to go underwater. Even if water levels were rising at, like, one foot per year. Yeah. If they were, I mean, so 600 feet over 1,200 years. That's, that's six inches every year. Yeah. If the water levels were rising six inches every year, humanity as we know it would collapse. Yeah. Like, complete, we would collapse. They would, they would necessitate a yeah. mass migration. There would be massive population shifts. It would cause famine. Like, yep. if you look at what would actually happen, mm -hmm. if something as simple as that happened, it would be catastrophic for humanity. But because I didn't pull up, you know, the right pinky mm -hmm. of a young man who had a stone tool in his hand for sculpting marble from five feet, 500 feet underwater and present that to the community. Yes. I'm a pseudoscientist. And of course, my response was like, I'm not a scientist, I'm a historian. Mm -hmm. So I can't be a pseudoscientist if I'm not pretending to do science yeah um but he basically what happened was this arcade wolf guy made it nine minutes of tiktok videos mm. that get progressively worse <laughs> he just start he starts off calling me a, a kid first yeah. of all i'm 23 years old mm. i have you're at the very more least, than one degree yeah you're at the very like, least a young man i'm a master's student yeah. like i i will literally have a phd in three years yeah um, I'm not a child. It's not like I'm a 15-year-old making these arguments. I went to college. I did a lot of research. Yes. Um, you know, it's... And he's he looks like he's in his late 30s, early 40s. Mm -hmm. At no point has he actually said what his degree is. He just says he's an archaeologist. I don't know if he's a master's or a bachelor's or a PhD. But that's not the point. You know, it's... Your degree is essentially a, it's part a certificate of the showing that you did the work. Yeah. Just because you have a degree doesn't mean that you, you're you actually any smarter or that you even necessarily know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because, you know, a, a degree from MIT is worth a hell of a lot more than a degree from Delaware County Community College. Yes. Like, it's just, you know, that's, if, if I got a minor in classics, which I did, from Penn State, and he got his bachelor's of archaeology in, you know, from, like, Western Oklahoma community college, like who's who's we're probably on the same level. 
Yeah. <laughs> but that's not my point. My point is... But, and, well, and then to give it the inverse, it's like, is he, if he has his, like, doctorate of archaeology from Oxford, it's like, okay, well... Yeah, then... I, might, I might be a little bit more inclined to... Yeah. You know, step aside and let him do the talking. But exactly. even so, even if somebody... If I'm having a debate with somebody and they're like, oh, well, I have my doctorate of medieval studies from Oxford, um, and they look at me and they say, you know, that the statute of Kilkenny was never written... I'm going to be like, we have it. What do you mean it was never written? What are you talking about? It's like when I get into arguments with uh, Catholics um, who, will, who will tell me. <laughs> so, I just love, I love the, the umbrella of just like, you know, when I get into arguments with Catholics. Like, <laughs> when I get into arguments with Catholics who are way too intense about Catholicism. Yeah. You know, the kind of people who you're like, dude, stop shoving your religion on me. Yeah. Um, and they, they talk about, you know, how anyone who's not Catholic isn't really Christian or something like that. And these mm. are very rare. Most Catholics are not like this. Most yeah. of my family is Catholic. Yeah, I was raised Catholic and I... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and we'll have arguments and they'll, you know, start talking about how Protestantism is bad and Catholicism mm. is good. And, you know, the Pope is infallible and all this stuff. That's basically just dogma. It's not actual scripture. Um, and then I point out, well, what about the, the Dictatus Pape? Mm. You know, where the Pope essentially claimed that he was the supreme power over all things in the world, which is not something that Christ ever suggested St. Peter was supposed to be. Uh, what about the donation of Constantine, where in order to basically win an argument with the Holy Roman Emperor, the Pope, ah, oh God, who was it, Gregory Seven, I think, uh, forged a document that he said was written by Constantine in the 300s to say that, oh, well, the church has supreme authority to invest bishops. Mm-hmm. It's a forgery. You know how we know it was a forgery? Mm. It has the letter J in it. Mm. J was not a letter in in Latin or Greek in 325 AD. You'd think they would have known that. Exactly. But it's little <laughs> things like that where we're like, that's definitely a forgery because mm. there was no J. And you know how? Because it says Jesus. And we know that it was Jesus yeah. at the time, which of course is the Greco version of Yeshua, which is the Hebrew Joshua. Mm-hmm. So... yep um you know it's like if i god if you were talking about like a fifth century bc celt and you called them seamus you're like well that can't be their name because james wasn't a name yet Mm. and seamus is the the gaelicized version of james Mm -hmm. um so you know it's just it's little stuff like that but you know it's my point here is, I invited this guy to come on the show. Mm-hmm. I invited him to have a conversation. And instead, what he did was go to his 300,000 followers on TikTok, insult me, insult you as well, by the way. He said uh-huh. we were both idiots. What did he say about me? He just said we're that we are idiots. Interesting. Um, which I don't think he actually watched our show. Apparently not, because uh, we're very smart. Exactly. We're, we're <laughs> hyper-intelligent young gentlemen. Oh, yes. <laughs> we watch Rick and Morty. Exactly. So, you know. The galaxy brain. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so it, it, rather than having a conversation, he got drunk, insulted us, and then when I was asked, I didn't even know about the videos. He didn't tag me. I didn't know about the videos. I haven't seen these yet. Until one of my them. TikTok followers. Uh-huh like commented on one of my posts and said, are you going to respond to Archaea Wolf's video? And I said, what video? And then I went and looked at his page and I watched them. It was like midnight. I was actually planning on going to sleep, but I have anxiety. So when I saw somebody said something bad about me, I had to respond to it. Fair. Um, it's a character flaw. I'm working on it. But we all I decided, it. you know what, I'm going to 
sit here. I'm going to watch the videos. I'm going to respond to his points. I'm not going to be mean about it. I'm just going to have, going to have my, my words. And I tagged him. Mm -hmm. I explicitly asked my followers not to bother him. Said, if you disagree with him, that's fine, but he's allowed to have his opinions. Please don't bother him. (laughs) And I, at no point insulted him. I just kind of was like, all right, you know what? I understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yep. Why did you call me a white supremacist? That has nothing to do with this. He somehow managed to work me being... He called he's, he didn't call me a white supremacist. He said that somehow it, somehow he connected believing that Atlantis existed to white supremacy. Because if you told Graham Hancock mm-hmm. that the Atlanteans probably weren't white, yep. that he wouldn't admit it. And I'm sitting there like, long walk yes. for a sniff of what was once water. So really quickly... It is 8.05. Okay. Uh, we have some super chats of questions. Right, I'll finish this up in a second. Well, that's the thing is one of the super chat questions was, and I believe it was in reference to this, is uh, from Bad Luck uh, Biggies, B-G-I-E-S, saying, why did he bring up racism? I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. I, I honestly think it was simply to try and uh, devalue my point of view mm. by just you know, trying to pin me as something despicable. Uh, which, by the way, he did say that I'm despicable because I suggested. Oh, I got to see these Atlantis. videos. He took them down. Did he really? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, he played the victim. Oh, naturally. And he goes, "I told you guys if I, you know, responded to one of these pseudoscience accounts that they would send their followers after me and I would get reported and whatever." And he made a backup account and everything. And I'm sitting there like watching the videos. And I even commented on one of his posts, and I was like. I'm sorry this happened. Mm-hmm. I asked my followers not to bother you. If you would like me to email TikTok and tell them that I, you know, this was a scholarly dispute, mm-hmm. I am happy to do that. He did not respond to a single thing I said. Responded to a lot of other comments. This, and, and so, but he continues to do it. He's done it several times now. Really? And then he went after me for, you know, how a lot of what I talk about is, is the Wendigo and skinwalkers and things like that. He then went after me for talking about that. Mm-hmm. And I uh, basically tried to shame me for talking about indigenous folklore without being indigenous and suggested that you have to have permission from indigenous people, which, by the way, I have had plenty of Native American First Nations folks say, you know, oh, this is so cool to see people talking about this stuff, you know, like it's it's so cool that people actually get to learn. And I, I try to stay as true to the actual Native American version as I can. Yeah. And I spend a lot of time going on to, like, people tag me in other people's content, and I'll be like, all right, so this is not right. Mm-hmm. Here's what the actual tradition is. You know, that j- just clearing that up. Yeah. He basically, in this video, here's the thing. When I talk about the Wendigo, I specify this is an Algonquin legend. This is something the Ojibwe talk about that... Um, the Iroquois talk about it. It's also present in like Cherokee and Cane Tuck and all mm-hmm. of those. Um, and I say the, the Skinwalker is a Navajo legend and mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. He just kind of was like, you need Native American people's okay to talk about this stuff. And then went and kind of suggested in his whole white savior diatribe that Native Americans were somehow a monolithic culture and that they didn't have the diversity that Europeans and Africans and Asians have in their culture, which is something I notice a lot, by the way, from people who are, who, who talk about, who, who try to like, 
I, I don't know. It's it's the type of people who are who will go and call you out for cultural appropriation. Yeah. Well, can we talk about just how much more like disrespectful and, oh, yeah. and than than anything you've like talking about their folklore mm-hmm. versus calling all Native Americans not diverse. Yeah. It's like. It, are you and, aware of history? Yeah. It's and, and he's deleted the video, so I don't remember exactly what he said. But it was exactly yeah. the same thing. He had people on it commenting, basically being like, "Hey, this is kind of culturally insensitive. You're implying that." We're all the same, and we're not. You know, I'm Navajo, and I'm very different from a Mohawk. Yeah. Like, which, yeah. Um, <laughs> y- you know, I I guarantee you that Squanto probably had the same opinion of the Navajo that... Uh, he actually probably didn't have any opinion on the Navajo. They lived mm. very far from one another. But Squanto probably, or you know, Tecumseh, or whoever, they probably had similar attitudes towards people across the Native American continent yeah. that a guy in Western France would have had about a guy in Poland. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> They're very different. Right. But so, yeah, okay, so that's that's that. Let's get into the yes. Super Chats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just as a reminder, you know, Super Chats do get priority, so we will be answering those first, and then I'll go in chronological order of questions asked. So if you really want a question asked, or answered, answer. I should say. Uh, I mean, I'm happy to ask a question. Chat. Yeah, honestly. I don't know how they're going to answer me. I mean, we could just... <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting. Uh, okay, so the first one, because we, we did the, the other one because it was relevant yeah. to the conversation at hand... Uh, Jive Money Seven asks, if all of the Native Americans uh, lore things like Wendigos and Skinwalkers were in a fight, in your opinion, who would win and why? By the way, love your vids. Oh, Thank you. good God. Um, and he is he is saying specifically Native American. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, well, I I think that a Skinwalker would probably be smart enough to not get involved. Um, yep. <laughs> So I think that takes them out of the running. Uh, maybe that counts as winning. Um, we'll say if they're involved, win. Yeah. If I mean, not, are we talking about, like if you're talking about like the Cherokee little people or kind? The natives kind of have their own version of dwarves. Um, interesting. Which, by the way, for anyone who wants to call me Eurocentric for that one, that's what the indigenous folklore website made by and for indigenous people that I got this information off of said was that these are very much like dwarves. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. So we live in a time where you do have to clarify yeah. that. So it's a good thing you did. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, if you had, like, an army of little people and mm. a single Wendigo, little people would probably win. Yeah. Um, if you're pitting one-on-one, I yeah, think you're, one-on-one. you would probably, I, I think, I think the, the best fight would be Sasquatch versus Wendigo. I, I would, I think that would be the, the big one, because Sasquatch is kind of seen as this protector figure. And the Wendigo is pretty much the exact opposite. Yeah. So I think uh, Sasquatch versus Wendigo. Um, I'm gonna say based on the fact that you don't get Wendigo sightings near Sasquatch sightings, I'm is, gonna go with Sasquatch. So is is the Sasquatch kind of the Native American version of Godzilla? Ah, uh, no, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> not that big. <laughs> not that big. No, but like in the sense of like it is I the don't know protector. Much about Godzilla. As a, is he a protector? Yeah, the whole idea is that he, and I'm just getting this from the movies that I've seen, the whole idea is that he, like, of all the kaiju that mm-hmm. exist in that creation, um, he kind of keeps the balance. Like, if there is something that is existing that is, like, attacking, uh, like, humanity, or, like, trying to, like, you know, not necessarily conquer the world, because they're not, mm-hmm. like, highly intelligent, but something that's essentially stepping out of line, Godzilla is awoken, and he's essentially, like, I am no. the nuclear lizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's essentially the Superman of the kaiju. Then yeah, kind of the same idea. Uh, Bigfoot yeah. is definitely seen as kind of a protector figure, and I think yeah. since it doesn't seem like the Pacific Northwestern tribes have Wendigo problems, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to say Bigfoot. Bigfoot wins. Sounds good. Bigfoot wins. Uh, so the next one is the Cuban, sti- or the Cuban Stig, uh, and he says, do the Windy Bagels and Skinny Boys reside in Cuba? Uh, no, you guys have your own collection of monstrous folktales. Oh, fun. We yeah. should do a video on that. Yeah, I do have one on uh, El Guije, but I had a lot of trouble finding English language sources for it. Got it. So uh, it's, Cuban folklore is a little bit harder because in the internet age, it's kind of been isolated from the that rest of the world. But uh, yeah, I mean, we can definitely do some Caribbean stuff. I think that would be fun. But I would, I would love to get in contact with some scholars first. Yeah, yeah I think that makes sense. Uh, so next one is uh, from OMFG section for four ninety nine. Sorry, I forgot to mention the numbers. But uh, uh, off topic, but opinion on Indrid Cold and Mothman. I don't know who Indrid Cold is, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Mothman, I think, is another one of those interesting harbinger figures. Okay. Um, that you get pretty much across all cultures. You get like the whole angel of death. Mm. You get Mothman. You have like the black winged figure at Chernobyl, which may or may not have actually been a real thing. Mm. Um, so you, you see often this, this black winged figure with red eyes before uh, disasters. Mm. It's usually in the area the disaster is going to occur. Um, there's also someone claimed to see one in Mexico City right before COVID. Um, so I think I think that's where Mothman comes from. I think it's a, probably a modernized version of the Angel of Death. Okay, makes sense. Next is Jive Money Seven for five dollars. Have you heard about the Greek steam engine? It was very basic, but it's really cool to think that uh, what they might have used it for uh, to its full potential. Yeah, um, there. That's a there's a number of things the Greeks invented that we just lost. Yeah, uh, they had steam engines. They had um, and this plays into the whole, like, it, that would explain, to an extent, how they built some of this stuff mm. that they built in, like, uh, Minoan Crete. Yeah. Because there's, there's some really heavy rocks mm. that they put there that you're like, how did you put that there yeah. without modern machinery? Cause we're talking, like, 50 tons. Mm-hmm. Like, heavy rocks. There's only so much. There's only so much you can lift can do. with a pulley. Yeah. Um, and some of, this, some of these giant structures predate the wheel. Um, hmm. so they couldn't have used pulleys. Interesting. Yeah, they would have had to use levers, um, which are less effective. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you combine yeah, multiple so, pulleys I mean, together. Yeah, yeah, you had steam engines, you had uh, cameras. Um, there, there are all sorts of things that the Greeks had at least theorized, mm-hmm. that they were at least thinking about, Yeah. that we didn't get back until the 1800s. Interesting. So it's, that, that's why I think you, you got to wonder, like, what did they have mm. that that we just don't know about yet. It's a shame that that one library got, yeah. uh, got torched. It's a bit exaggerated, the impact that had, <laughs> but yes. And, and another thing is uh, the, the Islamic Golden Age, um, you know, a lot of what they were coming out with was translations of old Greek texts. Not oh, really? all of it. Um, but a, a lot of what they, were, what they were revealing was just stuff that had kind of been lost or stowed away mm. that the Byzantines really weren't paying attention to. And then they were translating it and actually putting it to use. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't all of it, but that's one of the things that happened during the Islamic Golden Age was they basically rediscovered all these Greek inventions and mathematical equations and things. And they were like, oh, mm. this is cool. Yeah. Next one is from Commander Canada 213, a regular of this show Commander. at this point. Uh, uh, $5 from him. Thank you. Says, uh, might buy a tank if there's a traffic jam. I'll drive over it to get home quicker. 
I would not suggest that, but you can buy one of our Lore Lodge uh, tanks on the webs on the, the merch store. Yes. Um, which if you go to AidenMattis.card.co, you will find the link to the merch store. And that link uh, is we in have, the description. We have Lore Lodge tanks. We also have Lift Lodge tanks yes. that are perfect for the gym. Um, also, to, to clarify, these are not tanks with caterpillar tracks that you can drive over things. They're tanks that you can wear on your person your gains. to get swole. Yes. To gain some heft. To gain some heft. Uh, the next one is actually real quick just because of the, the pricing. Uh, we just got a $20 one Ooh. from 10ME10. Thank you very Thank much you. for that super chat. It was very nice. That buys us dinner. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm hungry. Um, uh, it's a two-part question. Um, well, actually, it looks like multi-part, but, you know, fair enough. You've earned your fair enough, $20, fair enough. yes. Um, number one, if a skinny boy has tattoos as a human, uh, would they also when they changed? Uh, second part is, you've said they get bigger, at, or, or sorry, get better at mimicking with time. How long do you think they live? Would it be easier or harder to defend yourself against a young one? Yeah, it really depends on what you're talking about here. Um, in this specific flesh pedestrian lore, if you're talking about a skinny boy, uh, about the length a human lives. Mm. Um, they might live a little bit longer because they practice magic and also consume human flesh and supposedly that allows them to live longer. Um, don't consume human flesh. Why would you want to be here any longer than you have to? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think considering that they are transforming completely into yeah. some, some other being, you're going to have pigmentation change, they're going to grow fur and all this stuff, uh, I think that they would not keep the tattoos. Um, but, yeah, they would, they would also probably live about the same length as, as human beings. And a, a younger skinwalker would be, uh, again, you got to remember, these are medicine men who have turned to evil witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So you're probably going to have, like, 16 would be on the younger end. And then just until they're an old man mm -hmm. or a woman. Uh, in terms of a wendigo, you're, it depends on what you believe it is. If you're going strictly by the Native American folklore... Then you're looking at, um, you know, they're they're theoretically immortal because uh, they're cursed to to roam and be hungry for eternity as punishment. Mm. Uh, so a young one would be basically somebody who just turned, and then an old one could be centuries old. Um, if you go by the idea that we're talking about Nephilim here, uh, then um, you would have something a little bit more akin to a human in terms of its lifespan, probably a little bit longer. I mean, you basically look at the way that Nephilim are sort of described in Enoch and in Genesis is almost the way Numenorians are described in Lord of the Rings. So these larger, longer lived, stronger mm -hmm. humans. Um, so if you're going by the Nephilim theory, which is my, my, uh, my tack on it, um, a young one could be, 15, 16, and an old one could be a few hundred years old. Um, so you'd probably have an easier time killing a younger one in any case, but, uh, you know, you run across an older one and you're probably screwed. Makes sense. Real quick before we go to the next super chat, um, for those of you asking why no tanks, uh, because not enough people are subscribed to the Patreon. <laughs> That's why. When we get there, we'll put tanks on the store. If we can afford it, we'll do it. Because I want one, too. I would love a tank. But we don't have enough Patreon subscribers yeah, for that. Yeah, uh, we need some more funding before we can get into arming people. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so oh, the next one, just because it came in with $10, is Jive Money 7. 
Uh, and he said, oh, by the way, also, yes, you will see Archie at the end of the night. Yes. Um, if you went to a hunt either a Wendigo or a Skinwalker with a flamethrower or something, and, uh, wait, if you went to hunt, uh, uh, do you think it could tell you wanted to hunt it by your thoughts? And would it try to kill you because of it or try to stay away? Uh, so, yeah, it would probably know that you're hunting it not because of your thoughts, but because of you having a flamethrower. Yeah. Um, that, that, would, that would probably give it away. Uh, and it would probably try to kill you. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just going to try and kill you no matter what. Yeah. So. I mean, if you started spraying the flamethrower around, it might get a little cautious, but. Yeah. It's, it's just going to wait you out. It's going to, in that case, you would get to the point where it would be trying to lure you in a certain direction where it knows it's going to have the advantage. Yep. So I, I do not recommend hunting these things. Yeah. It's not a good idea. Okay, so we just got three more super chats, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in order. I go in order chronologically, but also in terms of highest donation. So the <laughs> highest donation that we just got again was ten me ten for twenty dollars. Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, he says much much appreciated for his last question. Uh, he says a very thorough answer. Uh, treat yourselves to a good dinner. Thank you guys Aww. for what you do. Love learning about this. Thank you so 10 much. Ten me ten. Thank you so much. You're that was like very kind my of my best you. friend now. Aiden, yeah. you're now second. You know what? Fair. He did just buy you dinner, so I, I valid. Um, we will feast on Wawa. Oh, I'm excited. Um, all right, so next. Splendiferous. Splendid. Absolutely. Absolutely oh, wonderful. Hmm? What? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, moving on, Zach. Um, so, in terms of both chronologically and monetarily, uh, the next question would be from Glass of Water from a while back. It's uh, for $5. Can use one of those. Thank you. Yeah, so can I. Uh, he said, I did it. I have slept with a Wendy boy. I'll take my award now. I'm not sure how to respond. I think the response is, what do you want as a reward? Did I promise a reward? I don't know if you did. <laughs> but we did ask if it happens. We want to hear how it went. Yes. We didn't recommend you do it, but we want to know what happened. I I'll be honest, even if this is complete BS, which I assume... It's, uh, which I hope. I hope. Um, <laughs> please email me. <laughs> I have questions. Email at thelorelodge at gmail.com. Yes, because I have questions. Yes, we, we always we'll accept... We'll talk about it on story time. Yes, we always accept <laughs> stories via thelorelodge at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, we use those stories in our story times. We, we love the user submitted stories. Yeah, we could always use more stories. Um, and we do notify the audience that who it came from, yep. so... Um, all right, so the next one is from uh, Commander Canada 213 for $5 again. Thank uh, Commander Canada. It says, Wendigo versus Tiger 2. As in the tank? I think as in the tank. You know, I'm going to say probably the Tiger 2. Yeah. Is it a crude Tiger 2, or is it just a, a stationary Tiger 2 with nobody in it? I'm going to... I'm going to assume it's crude. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I would assume, because um, just a hunk of I, I metal I would say Tiger 2, probably yeah. Tiger 2. I, Wendigo is strong, but I don't think it's strong enough to... Get past the power of German engineering. Yeah, yeah. The, the Germans know what they're doing when it comes to building things. Yeah, tanks is uh. The Germans do a good, did a good job with. Yes, tanks. they did. They did until the Abrams came around. There, there were not little little shout out to the Abrams gang for yeah. those who were still in it. Um. Anyway, so next one is from uh, the Cuban Stig uh, for one ninety nine. Uh, would a younger one be more aggressive? Going back to the whole uh, the age of I would say, fleshy boys. I would say depends on your. What you mean by aggressive? Um, if you're talking about like more, you know, reckless and you know, 
coming in, you know, really coming for you. Uh, yes, probably. Also, probably less likely to um, take its time and all that. If you're, mm-hmm. but an older one would be more dangerous. So a younger one would be more aggressive, an older one would be more dangerous because it's going to be smarter. That makes sense. Um, more accustomed to hunting humans. So the next super chat that we have is uh, another new top for this evening. Uh, it's from Glass of Water for fifty dollars. Thank you so Good much, for Lord. That. Thank you. Absolute legend. <clears throat> and he says. If we paid you enough, would you guys go, go ghost hunting? My answer is absolutely. We're going to go ghost hunting whether you pay us or not. Yeah. <laughs> but we will do it. Well, I mean, to the extent that we can. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, if you pay us, we'll actually be able to do <laughs> yeah, it. That's kind of where we're at. We, we want to do this stuff. Yeah. We like doing this. Um, and it's just the point where like, we need to be able to afford to do it. Yeah. It, it really does come down to <laughs> like, if, yeah. if, we, if we can get this to a point where it is a sustainable income for us, we will we'll, we'll, do it. I will absolutely do some ghost hunting. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, so I, we have some locations we want to go to already. Yeah, uh, it's just a matter of can we afford to do it? Yeah, can we afford bail if we get arrested? <laughs> that we can't. Um, there's also more tech that we want to get so yeah. we can properly we do, have do it. A GoPro. Yeah, like we could really use like like ideally we'd love to do it with like night vision oh, stuff and like vision. thermal imaging stuff and things like that. But like there's not a chance we could afford that right Ooh. now. No. So, you know, we could do a really crude version of yeah. it right now, but like I would love to personally as somebody who is interested in science even though it wasn't my, you know, area of study, I would love to do a genuine like let's see if things are here. Yeah. And what we we are uh, we we would want to be at like paranormal state like uh yeah. whatever that old ghost taps what, what was it taps what what was the show called? You mean the movie Taps? No, Taps was the name of the, the Paranormal Society. Um, I can't. I I'm think, not sure. I, it was a while back. It was one of the like OG ghost hunting shows. Got it. Um, original ghost. Uh, <laughs> but I uh, right now that's the level we'd want to be at yeah. to do stuff like that. Right now we're at like Ghost Facers level. Yeah. And Ghost Facers is not. No. no. I mean, would it be very entertaining for everybody? Probably. Yeah. I mean, it, it might be entertaining for us to just like jump at like crazy sounds, but like. We would really like to make it official and genuine. And, and fun. Yeah, and fun. Like, I think it would be really cool to set up a bunch of cameras and thermal imaging stuff in a house that is supposedly haunted, bring some stuff that if there is a ghost or demon there, that we could potentially defend ourselves from it. Uh, so that way we could get the footage and get out and upload it so you guys can see it. We'll um, live stream it just in case we can't get out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if we end up dying, you'll see it. <laughs> live on camera. Live on camera. Um, but yeah, we're just not in there yet. Definition. If more people subscribe to the Patreon, we'll get there sooner. Yeah, the Patreon is really the one that... Uh, if everybody who watched this show did the $1 Patreon tier, yeah, um, we, we would be... We'd be closer. We, well, it, yeah, we, we, I mean, if everybody who subscribed to YouTube did the $1 Patreon tier... Yeah, if everyone... Yeah, yeah, well, that, that's key. That, that's what I mean. Is everybody, if all of our YouTube subscribers did the $1, we would be, like, yeah. set up to... This would be, like, a full TV-quality production. Yeah, yeah. If um, every YouTube subscriber did... One dollar. I don't expect that, of course. Yeah, no, we don't expect that. Obviously, it's not required, but we're just saying yeah. if that happened, we would be able to do this. That's where we love to, to the be. fullest extent that we want yeah. to. So, but anyway, okay. So the next question comes from uh, friendly cult leader for five dollars. Oh, okay, uh, and it says, "Why have Bigfoots been recorded mimicking children's voices and laughter and women screaming? Some have been recorded even being attracted to babies crying. Why do we assume that's a Bigfoot?" Um, it's a question I, for him, not me. I think a lot of people like to ascribe any paranormal activity in the woods in the United States to Bigfoot. 
I all of that sounds more like a Wendigo. Mm. So I think I, I think the issue is that we're ascribing too many things to Bigfoot, not not the other way around. Bigfoot's yeah. uh, in in the sightings of them where you know that that's where it falls more on the side of like that doesn't come across as what a Wendigo would come across as. Yep. Which if I can when I'm when I read stories about this, when I listen to audio and videos and everything, and I uh, and it's something that could be if it's like a single. So first of all, if it's a single voice mm-hmm. or creature um if it has the other various wendigo traits if it's mimicking humans i i tend to chalk that one up to to the windy boy yeah um but if it's multiple vocalizations if it is a certain pitch and frequency and kind of what would make sense for for a bigfoot um then i lean towards bigfoot so i think the issue is not necessarily that Bigfoots are doing all these things, but that we're ascribing non-Bigfoot behavior to Bigfoot. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so the next super chat is from the Cuban Stig. Ooh, just one other thing: uh, if you do, if you want to see a hear a really interesting recording that's supposedly Bigfoot, uh-huh. Missing Four One, The Hunted has uh, a little chapter in there about it. So you should absolutely watch that film. Good to know. So I was going to answer the Cuban or ask the uh, the Cuban Stig's question, but we just got another super well, what's chat. What's the Cuban Stig's question? Well, okay, I'll do that, but just know that we have another one okay. that kind of like trumped that. So we'll come back to the the most recent one anyway. Uh, so just because I begun answering uh, or asking yeah. it, sorry, uh, the Cuban Stig donated nine ninety nine. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, and he says, uh, thank you for the answers and explaining some of the things I experienced in Appalachia on hunting trips in PA. Love the content. Hunted up and down the mountains, and they are not for the faint of heart. No. Um, I would love to do the Appalachian Trail. Yes. And yeah, that would be do fun. it with cameras. And yes. obviously not do anything too dangerous, but be like, all right, here's where there's been a cluster of missing 401 cases. Yes. You know, here's where there's supposedly feral humans, and kind of do a documentary of, like, going up the trail and doing all the different... You know, basically marking before we go there where might we run into something and then actually setting up for the night and filming and everything. I think that'll be really fun. Yes, absolutely. So uh, the next in line for uh, questions to be answered is a glass of water again, donating 150 this time. Thank you very much. Glass of water. I love you. You are Can you email us your address so we can send you a shirt and a handwritten card? Yeah. Yeah. Send an email with your... Your name and address to the Lorelodge Gmail. If, if you're comfortable doing so, yeah, but if we'd you're love to, doing that. We, yeah, we, we would absolutely love to actually give you like a handwritten thank you card yeah. because that's incredible. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, and supposedly uh, Glass Water is a girl, uh, as she mentioned in chat. But she said, uh, uh, Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. She fed him to the Windy Boys, they snacking. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Glass of water, you're amazing. I'm putting that on a shirt. <laughs> that's going on a Wait, shirt. That's going on a shirt, and then we'll send you that shirt. Yeah, we'll send you that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's fantastic. I got uh, a, I got a text uh, Dylan passage. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, good lord. Carol Bass. Um, killed her okay. husband whacked him. Can't convince me that it, it didn't, didn't happen. happen. Okay, we got another uh, big one from uh, 10ME10 uh, for $75. A war going on. Thank you very chat. much. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm amazed. They're paying our bills. Yeah, thank you so much. This is, this, yeah, we're that much closer actually, to real tanks. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, 
they said, heck, if you two go in to get some food uh, or get some good dinner tonight, get Archie something too. Aww. New toy, bones, something. Treat our favorite not. Archie. Uh, you might as well go get <laughs> him. Go get him, yeah. Um, also, what is your guys' favorite obscure feud? Also, I'm Emmy129 on Patreon. Uh, haha, I go by Emmy. Nick Dan, or brand new and odd, Taking Back Sunday. That's my favorite because it makes no sense. It's stupid. Wait, what is that? Brand new and Taking Back Sunday, the dance. What is that? I, they're, they're bands and they have a, an obscure feud. No, no, she said obscure food. Oh, I heard feud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I love, I love that answer as well. Ten Emmy Ten is Ten Emmy Ten is also a girl, so. Thank oh, you thank very you. much. Oh, um, ah. Yeah, it's always good to know wh- what the proper pronouns that I should be addressing is. So, um, but yes, Archie's back, so y'all can y'all can enjoy his presence. Um, but <laughs> yes, so favorite obscure food. Obscure food. Yeah, I got to think on this one too. Yeah. I'm um, hmm. I have a lot that I like that I don't know if they count as obscure. Like what? I like uh, baklava. I like baklava. I, it's probably obscure. Like, yeah. I'm not even totally sure what I've heard of it. I'm just not exactly sure I what it is. I did have uh, prosciutto wrapped mozzarella sticks. How was it? <sighs> really? Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm trying to think what's obscure. Not necessarily obscure, but supposedly like exclusive that's overrated. Uh, caviar. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, not not necessarily obscure, but definitely not like typical American food. Sog paneer. Not sure what it's, that it's is. It's Indian. It's uh, like a spinach sauce. Okay. And uh, it's with cheese curds. Interesting. Very Ooh, tasty. That reminds me. Um, artichoke dip. Like spinach artichoke dip. All right, that's fair. Really good on chips. Really good on chips. I have a theory. I have a hypothesis. <laughs> Wait, the barbecue chicken nachos me and Tommy used to make. Ooh, now I'm really hungry. Oh, dude. <clears throat> okay, Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah. With grilled chicken, mm-hmm. notch, or, uh, cheddar cheese, and barbecue sauce. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Oh. That sounds fantastic. Wait, really quick. I have a hypothesis, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this as well. My hypothesis, my theory, is that when you're a child, when there's chips and dip out, it's all about the chip. You might dip it into the salsa, but it's a little dip, and you're not, like, getting all the, like, tomatoes and the onions and things like that. The older you get, the more the chip just becomes, like, an edible spoon. A vessel for the dip. Yes. It just becomes a means to an end to consume the dip. <laughs> I'm curious what you guys think about that. I and agree. I, I will look at some of the responses in the chat. I'm in agreement. But yes, from everything I've ever witnessed, that seems to be the case. Anyway, um, so real quick before I totally miss it, Jive Money Seven uh, sent two dollars earlier. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and he says, "Well, the flamethrower I have is a bad idea then, because he was the one who was going <laughs> to." You know, yeah, don't bring the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the Cuban Stig sent uh, nine ninety nine again. Thank, thank you, you very much. Um, and it says, uh, I wish I had a video or sound of these things, but man, blood-curdling screams when we knew there was no one around for miles. Uh, still gives me goosebumps. I slept with my 9 millimeter closely that night. I can imagine. I not blame you. Yeah, the same guy who was on the, uh, the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. I, um, I have a secure apartment, and I sleep with a forty cal very close at hand. So <laughs> Yeah, no, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, Glass of Water sent another super chat. 
uh, for two hundred dollars this time. You're definitely getting that shirt. You're, get, you're getting no the shirt. Doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, and she says, "I feel like a sugar mommy feast my children." <laughs> don't you worry. Aren't you bringing you some treats? We gonna eat well. We're thank you very you much. Treats. Yeah, we're gonna get him, him some treats so too. Treats. Absolutely, yeah. we get some treats. Oh, so, yes. thank you so much. You are thank fantastic. You. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm honored. I'm honored to unofficially call you our sugar mommy of the I, I evening. I feel loved. Yes, I do feel very loved, and so I, it is very much appreciated. Um, the uh, the Cuban Stig uh, sent four ninety nine, and he says uh, thank you. Uh, he says uh, chips and dips reign supreme. And yeah, if we're talking about at like parties, um, of all the like finger foods at parties, which that that terminology I just don't like. Finger foods. Hors d'oeuvres. Uh, hors d'oeuvres. Would you like some hors d'oeuvres? Hors d'oeuvres. Hors. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Of all the options, usually at a party, chips and dip is the go-to. Like. Not a huge so fan. First of all, I make bomb buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, um, I need to try that. Yeah, uh, it, I was. It was the. It was it was the shit when I was in college. Um, but my family does pink dip, which is salsa and cream cheese. Interesting. Oh. Oh. I'm getting so hungry right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have uh, another one from Commander Canada 213 for $5. Thank you very much. Dankeschön, Canada. Uh, and he says, I have a weird audio video uh, from near my house if y'all want to hear it. Yes, please yes. email it. Please email it. Um, yeah, anybody who has anything relevant to that, uh, please send it an email. We will check it out. Uh, I try to respond to some things, but usually if it's questions, I'll let Aiden respond to it because he has the knowledge. Uh, and then we both uh, collect stories from you guys. And... We edit them a bit for uh, narrative purposes and, you know, just making sure that they flow well. And then we use them in the story time uh, episodes. So, and we thank you for that because we think it's really interesting interesting to be able to have you guys send in stories. Yeah, so that we've we gotten have. a lot of really interesting. They're really good. And I think yeah. it's great that we're able to, like, share those with the community. I think yeah, it's really it's, awesome. And I think the number of them that, like, people are like, this is a true thing that happened to me yeah. really lends credence to a lot of this yeah. stuff. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think that's a really... Absolutely. We're almost... Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're almost kind of creating an unofficial database of instances mm -hmm. and experiences. And obviously, you know, we give the disclaimer at the beginning of every video that we can't, you know, definitively know whether or not this is true but we trust you guys that you know you're sending in genuine uh stories that you wouldn't be trying to pull our yes. leg and stuff like that so another super chat from uh russell the outlaw for ten dollars thank, thank you, you very much russell uh he says i know some legends say the wendy bagel is a spirit uh could it manifest into a 15 foot tall shadow me and a friends uh, have seen at a native american burial site also not the only thing we saw out there Okay, so that, that could be a few things, because uh, the Cherokee um, and the Creek and the Cree have a, uh, something called, uh, God, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation here, but the Lucifalaya, mm -hmm. which is essentially the, the long shadow, mm -hmm. I, I believe is what it translates to. Um, it's either the long shadow or like the, the dark man or something along those lines. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's exactly what it appears as is a, yeah. a tall shadowy figure yeah. that uh, supposedly if you go into forbidden areas will um, drag you off into the woods mm -hmm. and never to be seen again. Um, could also be looking at some an instance of like a shadow person, but that sounds a little bit less likely mm -hmm. in Native American burial grounds. So if it's if it's in like the southeastern United States, uh, that sounds a lot like Nalusa Falaya. Mm -hmm. um, 
Wendigo probably wouldn't manifest as a shadow figure. You'd probably be dealing with something, some other paranormal entity. Makes sense. Um, okay, so uh, another uh, sent in from 10ME10 for $20. Well, thank, thank you very you. much. Uh, she says, LOL, can I be the subpar sugar ant with two crying <laughs> laughing sugar emojis? ant? Yes. Honestly, you can. I was just thinking about this. Sugar godmother. If, if you... <laughs> Uh, if you're in the Discord, uh, both you and Glass of Water, uh, we could give you guys uh, special roles yeah. with a, a title that you want. Oh, 100%. Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, so, like, if you wanted subpar sugar ant to be a role for you, you're welcome to have it. <laughs> be your your specifically, and yes. that would be you. Yes, that would be you thing. And then uh, Glass of Water, if you wanted, like, I don't know, I don't know if you would want Sugar Mommy or Sugar Mama or Sugar Mama. Like, like you make a special Patreon tier and call it Lore Mommy. We could, yeah. Yeah, we'll do like uh, I don't know. Whatever. You, you say, uh, let's make it a... Lore parent. Yeah, lore parent. Uh, uh, let's call it like Lore Mama. Lore Mama. So that, so that way it's, you know. Um, but yeah, if you want that, specifically on the yeah. Patreon and also in the Discord, let us know. Because if, you know, what what tier... Well, well, we'll figure it out. We can yeah, figure, we'll out. figure, we can figure out, out how it works. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, the Cuban Stig sent uh, another nine ninety nine. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, he says, I look forward to the lore from Cuba when it comes. Oh, uh, there's cave systems and weird things happening in the mountains by the city I grew up in. That would be interesting. I would love to do. So this is another instance where, like, if this ever becomes sustainable, we'd love to do a trip to Cuba and find some stuff. And, like, or at least attempt to. And also liberate Cuba. Yeah. Viva Cuba Libre. Viva Cuba Libre. Um, Hi, Archie. I know. You're so cute. Um... Jive Money 5, or sorry, 7, for $5. Thank you very much. Sometimes what? I'm here. I know. <laughs> I baby. I baby Uh Sorry. Um, he said, can you have an option where when you super chat, it gives Archie a snack or uh, something, but nothing insane that would be unhealthy, don't want to hurt him? I mean, I'll just buy snacks, and every time we get a super chat, Archie can have one. <laughs> well, or every time we get a super chat that specifically says feed Archie, yeah. uh, we'll give him a snack. Well, also, like, I'll... I'll probably do something like I, I'll honestly I'll just get bacon, yeah, that's and then a good call. just he get, he gets bacon because he can eat as much bacon as he wants and he'll be fine. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good call. He's a, so, yeah, he's we'll a young do that. dude. Next next time he gets um, his walks. Next time we do this, we'll have a what you call it. I wonder if we can do a custom super sticker. That'd be cool. That says like feed yeah. Archie. Yeah, we'll, we can look into it. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll try and figure something out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Russell the Outlaw just sent a super chat for $10. Thank you. And he says, uh, this was in central Wisconsin and it is a county park. My friend who frequented hmm. the park often said he'd never seen it before. Uh, if you want, I can share more about my experiences at that park. I do Oh, email us. 100% yeah, email us. Definitely email um, us. We would love to hear everything. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, uh, Wisconsin, it certainly wouldn't be Nelusophilia then. It wouldn't be, that's not anywhere near, uh, Creek territory. Um, yeah, I mean, up, at that point, you're up in Algonquin territory. Uh, I I will look more deeply into that. Definitely email me, and I'll get back to you with, with some more specific answers. Um, I st it still doesn't feel like a Wendigo to me, um, mm. unless like if it was if it was an actual shadowy figure. Mm. Doesn't seem like Wendigo. It's a if it's a figure that was in the shadows and 15 feet tall. That changes things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, email me and I will get back to you with a more specific answer based on the specifics you can give me. Mm. Especially if there's other events, even if you think they're not related, they could be. Um, so, you know, give me the full context and I will be able to give you a much more precise answer. Yep. 
the Cuban steak sent us 199 simply saying Doctor feed Archie. Archie. Okay, Archie will be fed. Archie will be fed. Well, I'd go, go grab a treat. I don't have a treat right now. What He's, do you have? Uh, he has a bone. Yeah, do that. Well, I'm just going to... I'll get him some stuff at do Wawa. Do it now because they asked for it. But, but I don't have any... It, it, I, it's okay. over there. Go grab it. <laughs> we got we to gotta keep up with the consistency. By the way, this has been on the floor the whole time, and he did not care till I touched it. Aiden, can you confirm that he was fed? I can confirm that he was fed. Even though it was off camera, I can confirm that he does, in fact, have he's it. He's currently behind the camera. Yeah, now he's... He's the camera Are you a little producer, Archie? Yes. He's very yes, excited he about his treat that he was not excited about until I handed it to him. Yes. Yeah, he is. He's a very simple dog. No, no thoughts. No thoughts. Hi, baby. Come on, you can come up here. You're welcome to join. Yeah, there you go. Hi, there baby. Go. Okay. <laughs> Any more chats? Uh, no more super chats, and we are at eight forty-five. All right, let's so, let's take like two questions that were on yes. super chats. Um, all right, I'll there's there's a lot that I would have to go through. Um, see if there's anything that we haven't already answered. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just looking for. What are you doing over there? He's <laughs> just dramatic. He's uh, a little drama queen. Uh, okay, so we just got one from Aiden Fitz, um, and it's just it's there. Go so. with it because it's our name. Yes, uh, it's another Aiden. Um, uh, can you stare down a fleshy man? I wouldn't. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not going to work out well for you. Could you, you? Yes. Yes. Should you? Should you know? Don't don't say it. I know what you're gonna say. Don't say that. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you were so preoccupied with whether or not you could, you didn't stop to think if you should. Anyway, uh, the Cuban stick sent us another one ninety nine. Thank you very much. And he said, Archie fed confirmed. LOL. Love it, guys. <laughs> we're glad you enjoyed it. Uh, all right, I will find one more uh, that we haven't seen. Um. Oh, Christine uh, Pian- Piambino Bennett. That's my mom. Yes, she just sent fourteen ninety nine. Oh, thanks, mom. Thank you very much. Um, very supportive of the program. Uh, and then what else? We'll do one, one more. Uh, and if there are any other super chats that you guys want to send, uh, real quick while we're doing this, feel free. Um. Uh, <laughs> Commander Canada, I can't believe you didn't like do even just a one ninety nine for this one. What did he do? Because he he he, <laughs> he just dropped a question. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm still slightly dying, and it might have just been for chat, but I saw it, so I'm going to say it. He said, should I 1v1 a Wendigo right now, or sh- or is Segs a skinny boy? I don't know. Do you have a blue shovel? We gotta get the blue shovel on a t-shirt. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Chad, if you're there. Yeah, if you're there. <laughs> we need a picture of the blue shovel. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> we need, a, we need a, a PNG of the blue shovel. We really do. Um, uh, and yeah, then- I, I mean, I, both of those sound like bad ideas to me. Yeah. I wouldn't do either, but I feel like you're more likely to survive the second one. Fair. 
real quick, if we missed your question and you're not able to super chat it, just send it now and we'll we'll, we'll try and get to it real quick. Um, I'm just going through some of the recent stuff because it's, it's way too much to, to go all the way back. Sorry. Um, uh, someone said, first time catching stream. Uh, are, are there any skin? In? That was, uh, who was that? Uh, David. Thanks, David. Oh, wait. David. Dave, what? Oh. Is that an as is? Huh? Uh, or wait, no, no. That might actually just be the painting that's on the album cover. Sorry. Never mind. If it is an as is album cover image as your PFP, let me know. Uh, if not, if it's just the painting. What's as is? It's fine. It's, it's, if it is as is, he'll know. So. <laughs> that was like the worst sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> if it is as is, he'll know. Yes. <laughs> That's like some cryptic, like, <laughs> Indiana Jones riddle <laughs> shit right there. All anyone needs to know is that it's an album. Okay. Uh, I'll explain later because I like... I like the, the mystery. Uh, glass of water. She sent $5. And she says, I am Lore Mummy. Lore Mummy. So, yes. All right. At this point, you are. Um, thank you very much. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fatness Neverlean says, uh, I'm broke today. Can't sugar mama. LOL. But um, it's... Neverlean? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but wait, no, you, she, oh, she, uh, I'm believing it's a, she, sorry, if, if I'm wrong, let me know, um, is requesting an unpopular opinions podcast. Oh God, that's such a bad idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a bad idea, dude. For you, that's a very bad idea. But it'd be hilarious. I don't have any popular opinions. Um, David said, LMA, LMAO, no, it's not, it's the painting because it's, uh, my favorite painting, sorry. Not a problem at all. I just, I'm, so to, to anybody who cares, uh, in the past, like, six months ish um i have become an unashamed like unapologetic john mayer just simp dan simp yeah probably simp um love his music love his guitar playing love his personality he's he's grown a lot as a man and i love it um i'm very much on the john mayer redemption arc train um also known as the last train home anyway um so uh, as is is a live album of his, and he uses that painting as the album art um, for that. So, anyway, like I said, I'm a little too, <laughs> little too invested. Anyway, ten me ten gave five dollars. <laughs> Thank you very much. He says, uh, "Lore Ante with a heart." Lore Ante. So yes. Uh, Fatness Neverlean says, uh, "I'm a girl." Yes, LMA. So I'm glad I got it right. So thank you for letting me know. I mean, I assumed based on the name. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, you you never want to assume. It was assume a fair assumption. Um, and then uh, Aiden asks another question: What happens if I drive a car at a skinwalker? It will probably get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's about the best way you could have answered that. I love that. Oh, that's so funny. Um, it will simply move. Oh, that's funny. Um. Uh, uh, Uniman123 asks, what mimics voices, people, and yells at night, taps on glass in South Louisiana? I need to know. Isn't that just a windy boy? That, that sounds like a windy yeah, boy. That yeah, that sounds like a windy boy. Um, uh, OMFG section said, you missed my super chat. Where oh, was what? it? Where was it? What was it? Send it again, just not as a super chat. And we'll... Oh, you're right. I did. Sorry. Wait. You fool. My bad, my bad. Is it uh, OMGF section? I will ask this one and tell me if I'm right or wrong. Um, for 4.99, it says if you just, if you decided to go romping in the Adirondacks, 
Uh, I live just south of there. I've got couches and air mattresses if you need a place to crash. Thank Ooh. you very much. We very I well may take you up on yeah, that offer. It would have to be very soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least like a year from now. So. Yeah, <laughs> it would either have to be very soon or very far in the future. Uh, Commander Canada 213 sent in $5. Thank you very Thank much. You and he Canada. said, uh, just got kicked from the Discord again, LMAO, the staff on my butt. All right, we'll have we'll, a conversation. We'll, what did you say? Yeah, what did, the real question is, what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? How many times has this happened now, Canada? <laughs> We gotta figure out what's going on there. Um, okay, we Eleanor. Just make Canada a mod so that he can kick himself when he doesn't. <laughs> Only if he kicks himself every time. Just every time you send a message, kick yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. Um, okay, Eleanor. We will answer your question. We will answer your question. Yep. She keeps spamming. Okay, and it's, what's it's, the question? It's a question we have heard before, but it's, it's it seems to be important. Can you f a windy boy? <laughs> Oh, God. Anatomically, yes. In practicality, no. Please. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Do not Please don't sexually do it. violate Please don't the fleshy boy. Yes, Please not... don't try to suplex they, the fleshy boy. Well, suplexing, maybe. Let's, but here's the thing. I think it's fair to say they can't give consent. So let's not do that. Let's Don't respect people, even the other boundaries. Well, Skinwalker's technically person. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, so, you know, it's either a person that most likely can't consent, or it's bestiality, neither of which are okay. <laughs> instead of instead of the, the movie The Descent, it's The Consent. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Wendigo horror rom-com. Oh, good lord. That, we should make a uh, skit. <laughs> Calm down. That's another thing. If we start getting enough yeah. money to where this is sustainable, we'll start doing skits. We will skits. do some skits, yeah. Yes. Um, there was one thing that said, uh, oh, how can I join the Discord? Um, uh, it should be in the... Um, yeah, link trees. In the link. Yeah, if yeah. you go to Aiden, aidenmattis.card.co, it's card with two R's, it should be in there. Yeah. That link should in, work. If it doesn't, then yeah. um, if you go to the link... Yeah, no, that link should work. Yeah, also that link uh, is in the link tree that's in the description yeah. of this uh, uh, live stream. Uh, Commander Canada, um, excuse me, sent another $5 for a super chat, said uh, three times, and it was for saying I might buy a tank and run over traffic just to get home quicker. You're in Canada. Yeah, good How luck much traffic could there be? Are you? Archie, did you? That's what I was worried about. For a second, I thought he was gnawing on the cord. Is um, that dumb? Well, okay, he might be that dumb. <laughs> He's very pretty. He's gorgeous. You really are just skirting by it with your looks, aren't you, Archie? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, God, he is a diva, too. It's horrible. Very, very No, I know where you're going with this chat. Don't even go there. <laughs> what did it say? Don't even go. Oh, they haven't said anything. I just know they're going to say something. Don't go there. Anyway, um, are Wendy's or Skinny's in Louisiana from... Uh, Jace Littleton, who's asked that several times. If it was going to be either, it would be the the Wendy boy. I, I would say there's no reason you couldn't have one in Louisiana, although they are not um, quite in the native folklore there. Uh, you, you'd be looking more at uh, Nelusophilia in that area. But Nelusophilia could very well be the Cherokee version of the Wendigo. Fair. So... Uh, the Cuban Stig asks for four ninety nine. Thank you. Uh, how can I join this Discord? I need it in my life. Just uh, it's, it's in the link tree yeah. in the description. Is is the link tree that you have the AidenMattis.card.co? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I changed that like a few weeks back. Cool. 
Uh, and then Commander Canada, $2, says, uh, sent the email, listen to it on stream, LOL. That sounds like a dangerous game. That's a dangerous game, Canada. We will listen to it. We will listen to it. And it's not that we don't trust you. It's just that but we, don't we don't trust, trust you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. We, there have we been too many to times it. where it's been, oh, listen to this, you know, song, and then it's the the moaning meme. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's no, it's nothing personal. We just don't trust anybody. Nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> Teleports behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we gotta wrap this up. Somebody said we have the Rougarou in Louisiana. Yes, you do. Um, which uh, I'm still not convinced is different from a werewolf. Steward asks, uh, Aiden, please let us know when you will finish the camping story, please. Oh, uh, it should, it'll go up tomorrow. I finished recording it today, but since we were doing the podcast tonight, we didn't want to double dip. So yeah. it'll go up tomorrow. I will finish editing it. I did finish reading it today. Cool. cool. Um, and it is riveting. Uh, Fatness Ever Neverlean says, sorry, I keep wanting to say Everdeen, but it's Neverlean, and I, it's, it's, it's much funnier that way. Oh, God. Um, I haven't had Everclear in a long time, and it's probably for the best. Did you say done? Had. Okay. I thought you were going to say I've never, I haven't done had I haven't Everclear snorted grain alcohol in a while. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Destroy your sinuses. Quick way to, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, quick way to meet God. I, yes, that's better. I, for a second, I was going to say quick way to, this is not an actual thing, so don't do it. Get rid of COVID. Oh, God. The way I said it that way is so nobody can take that out of context and stitch it and make um, it sound normal. One time I was cooking some bratwursts, and I was like, I wonder how this would taste if I, like, sizzle them with some whiskey. I love so bratwursts. So I, I poured some Jack Daniels into the very hot pan, and as I was I was leaning over it, of course. Oh, yeah. So um, it immediately evaporated, and the problem is when you inhale yeah. the steam from whiskey, mm -hmm. it goes straight to your brain. Oh, And yeah. I got hammered in about three and a half seconds oh, it lasted for about 15 seconds yeah. and then i was fine again it was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me good lord oh my god what an experience i don't recommend that i can imagine it was accidental you shouldn't do that <laughs> uh glass of water sent us five dollars saying the email was sent send me a shirt Dankeschön. we have to design the shirt we will have to design the shirt first? first but it will um, be designed and shipped this week well let us know if that's the shirt you want we just thought it'd be also funny there's another it shirt from the website that the, is already up there that you want go for it yep. but i plan on doing some more shirt designs perfect perfect yeah so in the next let us know weeks. what you want and we'll get it to you no worries um i'm trying to work the window see into one of them i'm not sure how yet <laughs> um oh god there's a lot of ways you could do that and a lot of ways that you yeah. just wouldn't be I, smart part of me is like i want to i want to commission norman to draw another thing yeah but this time it will be a very like yeah suggestive yeah. when to go drawing yeah. um oh god um <laughs> Okay, uh, what was it? Uh, Commander Canada 213 sent us $2, thank you, and said, uh, people sent you anime moaning, LMAO. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So, hence, the, uh, the hesitation. Yeah, you understand. Yes. Um, ara, ara. Oh, God. For <laughs> somebody who... Gaga. No, please don't I finish got that. your <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, what is this... It's just, what is this just falling Devolving. Yeah, it really is. That's the uh -huh. word for it. Um, Diane Yale sent us forty nine ninety nine for just... Oh, that's my grandmother. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. I was going to say, there's no question there, but... I really regret what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's... 
It's a meme. When I said that my family watches these, I was not making a joke. Oh, God. Your poor, your poor ancestors. Oh. Um. <laughs> anyway. Mm. You good? Yeah, that was pretty. Um, like I said, I'm still slightly dying. Um. Russell the Outlaw sent $5 and he's saying, I'm currently out over the road. Sorry, just bumped the thing. Said, I'm currently out over the road, but I will try to email my story by Friday once I'm home. PS, awesome. want any pics of the park slash graves? Oh, hell yes. Yeah, might as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, absolutely. Thank you for not trying to email us while you're driving. Much yeah. appreciated. Do be safe. Um, um, oh, God. A uh, glass of water sent $5 saying she would like a Carol Baskin shirt. Okay, I'll, I'll make the Carol Baskin yes, one. <laughs> yes, that, that, that will happen. Um... And then uh, Nathaniel McCoy sent us two dollars, saying Wendigo pinup shirt, please. I got I gotta have Norman draw it now. <laughs> Norman, I'm sorry. Busty. I know you don't watch the show, but Norman, I'm sorry. Busty Wendigo girlfriend. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> or a goth Wendigo girlfriend. <laughs> no, have got submissive and readable Wendigo. Hey there, flesh pedestrian, looking submissive and breedable today. Oh, oh, this really is devolving. This is what happens when people just send us enough super chats to make us giddy and enjoying the fact that we'll be able to eat tonight. Yes. Um, I haven't eaten in three days. <laughs> it's not true. I did take all of the various remaining pastas in my cabinet and combine them. I had pasta was, salad today, too. It was a little weird because I had to boil them for different lengths of time. Interesting. So... I have, like, ravioli, rigatoni, and fettuccine with meatballs in the fridge right now. That is an interesting it's combination. very difficult to eat. I don't recommend it. No, I can imagine, yeah. But, you know, Good I figured Lord. I got all this pasta sauce because I accidentally set up an Amazon Prime subscription for pasta sauce. <laughs> um, so I just got four bottles of pasta sauce every month and forgot to cancel it. That's amazing. I, I thought about keeping it going and keeping it getting delivered to this address even after I move out. A little nice little gift for whoever has my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that would be entertaining. Um, MKG Temptist just sent us a dollar. Is that like MGK? Uh, it's it's MKG, but like MKG, okay. Maybe maybe MKG. Maybe, maybe. I hope not. <laughs> um, Thank you. But yes, this is this is interesting. All right, I think we got to cut it off. Yes, yeah, it's nine o'clock. Yeah, so, we are. Yeah, right. and, and there's yeah. no more super chats than I. Yes, that was the last super chat. Yes, we'll give so, you thirty seconds to send. Yeah. to send some more. Uh, otherwise, we're gonna get off for the evening. Um, yeah, I've got some stuff I got to do, but yes, I. <laughs> He literally, he just he, came He walks over. over and he just moves your arm. So yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, so I, I was petting him a moment ago, and then he walked away, and then I just had my hand dangling, and it was like, imagine, I'll come back, don't worry. Imagine my hand's dangling. He just came over, flicked my hand with his uh, his little nose, and just put it, no, no, don't cry, I'm here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was funny. Now he jumped up when I didn't, uh, actually, hang on, can I? No, I can't really. He, I guess he can't really see him there. Archie. Hi, baby. He's being a very good boy. He is. Uh, he's being a great boy. He just wants attention. Uh, okay, he does. Uh, okay, so this is probably going to be the last super chat unless something is sent while I'm saying this and while you're. Uh, 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 Fatness Everlene. Oh, oh, okay. She's. Wait, did she send. Hang on, sorry. Um, Fatness Everlene sent a question that we accidentally skipped. 
I don't know where it was, but uh, Russell the Outlaw got it for $5. Thank you, Russell. Much appreciated. Um, Fatness Neverlean asked, uh, are there skinny boys in Minnesota? I think I saw one twice. Uh, and then question, you skipped your, yeah. her question. Min- Minnesota would, would fall under skinny or uh, Wendigo territory, not skinny boy territory. Okay. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, if you think you have a site, send us, send us an email with the details, and I'll try and answer as best I can. Yeah. Uh, two things. First of all, sorry fa- uh, we missed that fatness. Second of all, the fact that I can say sorry we missed that fatness is just fantastic. I love that. I can great that. time. Oh, I'm having a really fun time. Uh, we did just get three more super chats. Oh, good lord! All right, these are the last ones. Yes, these are the last ones. Uh, the first one's from Emily Green. Oh, hi Emily. Welcome back. Um, for four ninety nine, she's just saying good night. Good, uh, good night, Emily. Thank, thank you very you. much. Uh, Talon. Oh, we got another one. Uh, Talon uh, Tantsidis. I believe I said that right. Um, sent $5, says, uh, just a heads up, you do not need consent to F a Wendy boy if you can F one it wants, it wants you to. <laughs> I am not sure that that... Okay, I get where your logic is going. My lawyer has advised me to say nothing. <laughs> I get where your logic is coming from in the sense of, like, if it's not just immediately killing you, it probably wants to, but let's not make the assumption. Yes. Um... It could just be being polite. Yes. And, you know, I mean, some, maybe they don't know what to do in that scenario. Maybe it's been a while. You know, it's, they're just, they're uncomfortable. It's just, sometimes people just freeze. And they say, you know, sometimes just people don't know what to do in a situation. And, and they'll just go with it, even though they're not really sure they want that. It's, it's tough. You got to make, you got to make sure. Yeah, I'm just making sure. When, you, when you're in that situation, that happens, you know, just, just make sure that you're both on the same page. Okay? Thanks. Anyway. Um... Uh, Commander Canada two one three says LMAO banned <laughs> for two dollars. Not sure what that means. I'm not sure if you're saying you got banned from the Discord or if someone's just should be banned from the chat. I don't know. Uh, and then the Cuban Stig says uh, the goodest boy requires pets, and you're absolutely right. He's getting them. Yes, he's getting them. It's a it's a good time. Anyway, that's gonna be it for the, uh, for the considering my ability to speak is no longer there. That's definitely going to be it for us this evening. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Thank you incredibly much yes. to everybody who was super oh chatting. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, we, we both greatly appreciate Making that. Making our dreams come true. Yeah, you really are. Like, you quite literally are. So thank you so much. Um, yeah. Archie says thank you as well, as he will be getting many treats as a result of this. Yes, he will be. Put, put your pop filter down so they can, they can see him properly. There we go. Yes, well done. Archie, do you have anything to say? Probably get him to howl, honestly. I think it's a good ending note. Yeah, that's a good way to end. Thanks for stopping by the Lore Lodge, guys. We'll see you next time. Have a great night, everybody.